It is your regularly scheduled chair shot a podcast here. Back to the full compliment. Back on the day of the week. It's supposed to be on everything you've come to expect. How are we doing, folks? Happy Sunday. We are on August Eve Eve here as the year keeps trickling along. I am one of your hosts here, back from my little vacation. Um, I am Barry. How are you all doing? I hope the lads looked after you while I was away. I'm sure they did. They're good boys. Uh, those boys in question are, of course, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello. Sporting a, 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 a very flattering black number today on the on the video side of, of things. It's, he's got the old Man United Venom uh, uh, symbiote. Uh, on. Uh, also with us is Mr. Joe Towner. Flattering some cutlery around. Good evening, everybody. Organizing his, organizing his cutlery drawer. Got a nice uh, coin here. Uh, one penny. Okay. We'll use that for the quiz later on. I was about to say, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, we, we, all, we are one. always in need of a coin and not like, oh, I'm flipping this badge I found or this guitar yeah. pick. Yeah, um, I've just been playing a bit of Marvel Snap, so you can see I've just uh, walloped this guy and oh, battered uh, him. Um, what I did was basically threw down the old Legion. Uh, which, of course, changes the other locations to the location where you played that one. Changed them all to minus two power. Of course, I had a Luke Cage, which of prevents your cards did. from being lowered. Therefore, all of his cards got lowered by minus two. None of mine did. I win. Take I, that, I mean, Akarin. It's, it's just that simple. I mean, if you if you it's want more tips on how to just simple. absolutely batter kids at, 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 at what they think is their game, but they're actually yeah, wrong. No. No. Uh, the chair yeah. shop podcast is is uh, where you go. I was yeah. absolutely clattering him at Fortnite earlier this week, so me and Joe are just absolutely demolishing. <laughs> You're a right pair of Ray Mysterios. Yeah, so. we're, yeah, we're absolutely demolishing all the little dogs out there. Well, listen, they added the Futurama skins. I had to go and buy them, and I had to go and play as a couple of rounds as Bender. Um, and actually, I played someone as Leela as well, and she has little nibbler on her back. It's very good. Um, so that's that. Anyway, we are back. I'm back from my um, my uh, holiday. Uh, I went to beautiful Espana. Um, uh, I haven't returned with too many tall tales because it was a very. I mean, we did the real cliche thing of we went over there to the coast and it, mm. we we alternated pool days and beach days. That was pretty nice. much it, and I was happy with that. I, I I'm usually more of a kind of a. Uh, um, we got to do things on the holiday, you know, we yeah. got to go places, got to go to gigs, museums, see the sites, go to a wrestling show more often than not when I'm going <laughs> to one of these things. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was very chilled and I, I had a lovely time, despite the fact that, I mean, pretty much everyone like I work with, any of my friends, I told them they all completely guffawed when I said I was going to, you know, like Malaga at the <laughs> tail end of July. And like, you, you. And I was like, yes, me. I survived. It, it did get into the mid to high 30s, which was quite intense. Um, I mean, I did get horribly sunburned, and I will emphasize horribly. I did get terribly sunburned to the degree oh, I couldn't oh, even post sorry. a photo of it because uh, uh, it was just like it would have to be a total body uh, uh, photo to truly do justice to it. I mean, I, I, I soldiered on and we still went to the pool a few days afterwards, but it, uh, she waited until we got home, so I didn't feel too embarrassed. But I was like, yeah, everyone was like, look at this, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> Did your skin match the watermelon shorts? I mean, I didn't have the watermelon. I, got, I, I don't know if I still have those. I, I, they must be there somewhere. But um, I was red from like head to toe it was really bad and i got like i got some pretty uh, i got some pretty gnarly uh, uh, burns on my on my shoulders oh, it's no. hot spain is hot at the end of july is is the uh, is the lesson 
Um, I'm just now, about a week after coming home, I'm just now sort of recovering and post post peeling and all this other stuff. Oh, um, but yeah, Spain's nice. It's good. They um uh, they don't open anything on a Sunday. I learned. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I had to. So I, and I went and I we stayed in one of those like self catering apartments. So I went to the shop on Monday morning to kind of restock everything, and it was uh, like effing Houston Station on Monday morning after everything was closed. But um, no, good stuff. Like I say, not too many uh, uh, tall tales uh, uh, from my adventures. Um, I uh, um, uh, I read a book from cover to cover, which I, I don't normally do in in the space of a week. I'm a very slow reader. I did complete the book that 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 uh, friend of the show Michelle recommended to mm. me. Um, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, which is fabulous. I absolutely loved it. I handed it off to Brona. She's going to read it now uh, as well. Nice. So that was a thumbs up. And um, I was going to start the Young Bucks book, which I got ages ago. Brona got me that, but by the time I'd finished the book, I was so intensely sunburnt that like the, my remaining days in the holiday were like just kind of quietly lying down and looking at the sky, um, uh, and not using any brain power. But uh, yeah, that was that was that. It was a good holiday, and now and now the next holiday on the on the agenda here, as I look at the uh, the agenda for the next month, is of course going to bloody old blighty England. Um, yeah. there'll be some effing rest well there might be some wrestling I've seen no evidence I've seen no listings to indicate <laughs> that there will be wrestling on this trip but I, my intent is that I will see a wrestling match or two when I go to to Wembley I mean uh, boys how, first of all before we get into before we get into the wrestling news how, how are you boys doing how have you been uh, what have you been up to in the last uh, two weeks no. Paul shaking his head so my phone broke and I had to buy a new one oh. ah uh no and then uh i was driving home from work on friday and my car broke oh god and then i was playing my xbox and i noticed that <laughs> this, this the audio sync's oh, gone real bad no. oh no that's very specific. have you heard about this issue no i have not so i was playing halo we're playing two-player halo and the cutscenes, the the lip sync was off i noticed this oh maybe it's because it's multiplayer or something because i played this yeah. game previously on x the same master chief collection uh, yeah and it was fine and then i was watching a, a film i put my dvd in and i said well the sync is bad on the dvd as well oh. and uh, i changed the hdmi and like, i use the same hdmi same power cable plug them into my ps4 uh and put a dvd in that because that would test the hdmi cable the tv yeah, the the sound bar that I have as well. I was thinking maybe it's a sound bar issue. Uh, with the PS4, it's fine. So I use everything the same except literally the console. So it's a problem with the Xbox, which is a fucking pain in the ass because that's my modern. That's your most console. I don't yeah. have a PS5. That's my console. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, if you plug headphones into your controller, it's fine. But I have a nice expensive soundbar. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play it on the yeah. telly. I don't play it through headphones. But apparently some people have had this and it's just like, what do you do? Um, so that's a major pain. The car now, I was driving home from work Friday and I'm only working two days this week and then I'm off for two and a half weeks. <laughs> from the 2nd of August to the 21st of August. A nice little holiday. Nice. So I think the, the only... The only days i've taken off this year are when i went to london to visit my friend joe hmm. um and bank holidays but i'm not to use any of my annual leave so i'm going to take basically three ne- nearly three full weeks in august including the day to go over for uh all in 
and then I'll still have two weeks for Christmas afterwards. So mm-hmm. that'll be nice. But uh, yeah, driving home from work and I was doing a hill start. I was coming up a hill and I, I started in, I, I'm quite, I don't know if you've done many hill starts, Barry, in, in your own I actually haven't. Journey. No, that's one of the last things on my list here. I'll, I'll say to you, hill starts are something that are impossible to get right initially. And then once you can kind of figure it out, you get you get the muscle memory, you never fail another one. Okay. So once you get over that hump, you can kind of do them. So I, I start the hill start in first gear, and I shift down to second. Now, I was given advice because my car is, I, don't, I want to say, relatively old. It's a 2007 uh, Volkswagen. Mm. So if you if you drive a modern car, you'll notice the gear stick is very smooth. Ooh, baby, it's like butter. When you're driving an older car, you know when you see in in a bus, for example, they have that big gear stick or in a big truck. Chuck, chuck, chuck. I feel like I have to do that with my one. I have to really aggressively push it. I was, t- I was being told, don't be so aggressive. Just just slide it into second. So I, I slid that. I tried to do it smoothly into second. Obviously didn't put it quite far enough. And I thought it was in second. And it starts chug, 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 chug. Ooh. And then now it won't go back into first. I obviously fucked the gear somehow. Uh, but I was able to get it home. And I'll, I'll take it to the garage. Uh, maybe Wednesday when I'm off work. But uh, yeah, in, in quite a close proximity, phone broke, car broke, no. Xbox is broke. And then he got and out of the car and he said, what else can go wrong? And it started so to rain. you had a bad day. You said, come on, Dad. No, I already replaced the phone. I got a lovely new phone. Ooh, look at that. What's he got? Uh, it is a Samsung A54. Lovely. Something or other. But... Um, Ah, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I talked about it last week. My my Pokemon Go runs at about 120 frames per second now compared to how it used to. Oh, wow, the peak gaming performance here. <laughs> um, I I can assure you, gentlemen, there is a Snorlax by the Centra. Yeah, I'm yeah. refreshing here at a rate hitherto unseen. <laughs> so that's already replaced. 460 Europeans uh, down the drain for that. Hopefully the car won't be too expensive, but I'm guessing it's probably going to be in the the three digit range. Oh, um, and then the Xbox. I don't know. I don't know what I'm do with the Xbox. Hopefully they can figure it. Out. I, I, I'll I'll, I'll do some it, troubleshooting on it, and if not, I'll send Microsoft a little little gimmick and say, "What do I do?" I assume it's out of warranty. You got that at launch? Did you earn enough to launch? No, I bought it last July. You might you might get lucky on, on the old on the old warranty. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot them an email. Uh, I've only had it a, a, a year. I know they've they have. I mean, I generally have always found them really good to deal with. Although when my uh, I, I don't know seventeenth controller got stick drift, I noticed yeah. okay they've ch- they changed their warranty extremely recently on that specific issue. Yeah, but generally well, no, I, I mean, found them good to deal with. Me too, because I had I had the three sixty replaced I think five times mm. uh, with the red ring, and there was never an issue with that. It was just put it in a box, we'll pick it up, and yeah. then you know whatever. So. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll send the support a, an email, and maybe they can give me some troubleshooting to try. But mm. oh, it's annoying! All this stuff happening at once. Yeah, that's a pain. That is a pain. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? All your appliances working? Um, yeah, everything working in perfectly good order. Thank you. Um, <laughs> in the, it's, what, what, I can't remember what been up to. So it's been raining. So for me this week, yeah, I just it's been a write off. Just just pissing me off. End of July, and it's pissing down. Um, did meet up yes on Friday evening with a f- friend. Well, not not really friend of the show, but friend of the forum, uh, Alexander Crone. Oh yeah, uh, oh you're friend of the show. He lo- he listens every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, 
he, he asked if we were still doing it. So I'm <laughs> sure still doing that, are you? Know, yeah. I'm sure he's tuned in recently. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's in good form. Um, still teaching. Uh, just be, applied for head of biology at his school. Oh. So, you know, he's doing well. Didn't get it. But um, uh, yeah, he did. I just, have I just seen that? Sorry, he won't hear it anyway, so that's fine. That's my my Uh, school didn't have a head of biology; it had a biology teacher. Oh, this has to be a problem. This is head of biology. I'm sure it is. This this has more than four kids at the school. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on now, hang on. That feels like a slight (laughs) on our nation. (laughs) Um, three of them can read. Uh, yeah, no, he was in good form. We Uh, met up. They go to school for hello. Uh, had a little, had a little something to eat, so that was very nice. Mm. Um, I had a nice, I had a burger with pork belly and gorgonzola on top of the burger, Ooh. which was, uh, yeah, was very, very delicious. I feel like pork belly is in right now. I feel like that is shooting the up the trendy bougie food charts right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just pork belly, much better. Than pork belly pork. this, pork belly that. Yeah, and gorgonzola is my favorite kaiju as well. I was going to say, I he was my favorite like inter forward in like 1992. Um, <laughs> That's Gordon Gordon Zola. Oh, Gordon Zola. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was a funny evening. The other exciting news is I have finally made it onto Blue Sky. So I am <gasps> I am part of the Twitterati uh, Illuminati elite, <laughs> the diaspora, <laughs> the Twitter diaspora that's made it to Blue Sky. So unfortunately, I don't have any invites yet because I've only been on it a week or so. I think you have to okay. be on it for a while. But if I do, I will give you guys a couple if you're interested. I don't know. Sure. You may want to be trying to quit that life and touch grass every day instead. But if not, I'll try and hook you up. Um, it's good. It is very Twitter-like, I would say. It's lacking, obviously, a lot of features at the moment. And it is its a certain type of person on there. <laughs> Imagine all the snarkiest, like, yeah. fun, funny, but snarky people from Twitter. They've yeah. all been invited first, so it's a little bit... Uh, of a hornet's nest, I would say at the mm. moment. I need a few more kind of Europeans on there chatting about football or wrestling or right. Great British Bake Off or just some some more banal shit that yeah. I can I can enjoy instead of just snarky Americans going on about Trump or Elon Musk. But so, wherever the official FPL account ends up, that's where I'll be. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird mix at the moment because you get a few bra- like a there is an AEW account, but I'm not sure if it's official because they haven't tweeted uh, for a month or yeah. they haven't. Sorry. It sounds, it sounds like them, to be fair. <laughs> Do they have a verification system? There's, there's no verification. It's, it's a free for all. It's a free for all. How is it? How do they not have verification on? Yeah, there? no. It's, it's like no. the thing everyone complained about in this era of of Twitter mm. is Musk not removing it, but effectively removing it as a means of actually telling who's who. You know. Yeah, I think they need to to get that done. But I mean, I haven't signed up for any other service, and I just. I've just found it weary every week. The new thing comes along. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes, here I am, over on uh, Talk Talk. And then you never hear about it again. And then the next thing comes yeah. along. It, it, it feels, it's going to be very hard to organically migrate no. an entire user base across to one. I mean, I think I think if, if any of them do take off, and I don't think they will, I think it will be Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. I think, I think... I, I've signed up for like all of them just to have my username on there and used zero of them. I feel like yeah. I would probably do that on Blue Sky and keep it that way. I 
my I think we've probably talked about this on the show. I, I I just think that when when Twitter ultimately dies, or I think it'll probably it, it'll probably never actually die, but when its user base dwindles so mm. much, everyone fucks up. I think that style of site's just going to go out of vogue. I just don't think people are going to. I don't. I I think people have a love hate relationship with Twitter. When it dies, I don't think they're going to want to go on to fake Twitter. I think I think you know. Um, yeah, not on mass. I think you'll get a, a subsection, like the people I mentioned. You know, the real yeah. high hardcore users will go to Blue Sky. Some people go to Threads. I mean, Jesus Christ! I can't wide, imagine ever bothering. Yeah. I mean, but then there'll be a huge chunk of sort of av- your typical user, like normal people that go outside, not just live on Twitter. They'll just stop using things altogether because it's like the magic's gone uh, yeah. once you've not got everyone in one place. Um, it's a shame, but anyway. See if it fulfills my uh, my need coming off of Twitter. I can't I can't go on Twitter. It's just every time I go on the for you tab, oh my god, it is just Bitcoin, fucking <laughs> NFTs, f- fucking far right maniacs. It is awful and cat cat accounts, random cat photos or whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I feel like the crypto ads died down for a while and now they're mm. back with Avengers. I'm blocking so many. Some of them I can't even tell what they're advertising. I'm like, I don't you're you're selling some variety of like post post web 2.0 website stack management. I cannot even comprehend the ads. It must just be because I've blocked everyone else and all half the other advertisers have fled. Um I just yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to use it way less, and I've actually I've successfully cut down on my my my, my Twitter time quite a bit, mm. just, and it's made easier by the fact that it's just it's, it's shit shy. all the time now. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's the that's the latest uh, Twitter slash X update. Yeah, uh, the world of Twitter never never stops. Always something to talk about. Unlike the world of all elite wrestling, all in. <laughs> Where I don't know why it seems like a lot of people kind of came out in unison this week. I know there was a there was a, a grapple segment and a, and a voices of wrestling segment and and observer, observer radio. We're talking about. I was. I mean, off. I feel like people were always kind of thinking, when are they going to start? When are they going to mm. start talking about this for a couple of weeks? And then when we got clear of Forbidden Door, it's kind of like okay, now mm. there's nothing. Now there is nothing. There's nothing in the way. And then we already have an all-out match for Chicago, and it's like, all right, let's let's put the have the rubber meet the road here a little bit, and and, and let's talk about this. Um, you also said yeah. blood and guts, and it was I was thinking, well, okay, we'll give them the blood and guts thing because once that's out the way, that ends that whole feud. Yeah, start over. Let's get into it, baby. Road to all in, and then dynamite was absolute shit. I it. Just inconsequential. I mean, when I saw that main event, I just couldn't believe it. Best friends, John Moxley and the Lucha Brothers. Not to not to derail things. Like I feel like they've like they're giving they're they've giving renewed TV time to best friends, but exclusively to beat them. I don't know yeah. what is going on. Did you see the thing a few weeks ago? I don't think I was on the show to talk about. It, where like to set up the Orange Cassidy match, like Lance Archer absolutely beats the shit out of Trent Beretta, and then Chuck Taylor gets in to save him, and Chuck Taylor also gets his ass handed to him. And now and they've been on TV just losing every week for like a month yeah. straight. Now I'm like, what is? What is going on? You like brought them out off the shelf just to continually beat them, but that's that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to make mention of that. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I was sure we mentioned last week the fact that we got over blood and guts. Surely this week, 
is your your blood and guts is your reset point. This week is where you start the ball rolling on on the matches. Now maybe the ball has begun rolling, but you you also need to announce one or two things just to satisfy the people who are going to complain. Yeah, well, namely us. Um, it's very annoying. It's very very annoying. But it's like it's, on the subject of the ball being rolling. It's kind of like if you believe, for example, the rumor from this week that it's Jericho Osprey. Um, which I, I mean, look, I'm not jumping for joy at that match, but I'm sure it'll probably be all right. But that aside, it's kind of like, okay, I feel like there's nothing pointing in that direction right now. No, I think because because both of them have been extremely loosely affiliated with Callus lately, and I feel like the ultimate conclusion of this Jericho thing is that Jericho just is with Callus, and that's that's mm-hmm. the way you go. So yeah. you're gonna have you in four four. They've got four episodes of Dynamite left. So are you gonna? Bring Osprey back and turn him babyface, and have Jericho reaffirmed as a heel with Callis all in the space for it. Like it doesn't even feel like the ball is, with the exception of the MJF holding. We'll, 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 you know, there's a there's a Cole MJF CM Punk triangle that mm. will obviously manifest in some fashion at at all in. I'm sure, um, but. But even, even that's vague. Even that's not even a singular, you know... There's like four, four or five matches in there. They could yeah. be Punk, MJF, Punk Cole, Punk Ricky, Ricky... M- like. Well, I feel like now that they've... Now that the, the, the cat with a big X sprayed on it is out of the bag, um, I feel like they can do Punk, MJF at All In and have two separate matches booked for All Out and one of them becomes the title match. Mm. I, mean, I think that would be a clever way to do it. You can have a Punk match, Punk Starks or whatever, and then Cole MJF and have those two matches in advance for All Out. That way the All In booking doesn't affect that. And then at All In, you have Punk versus MJF to unite the two titles. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. some stuff on the table for sure. It's not like they don't have options, but it's just it doesn't feel like it's really taking shape. It also, it also just like... When you look at the lay of the land and you see what we're, what we're likely getting for for all in, unless they pull some absolutely shocking wild cards out, like you know the Goldberg rumor or whatever, which I you know whatever, it, I I don't feel in my gut that this is going to be some legendary card either. Now I'd imagine it's going to be a good night of bell to bell wrestling. I'm not betting against AEW mm. in that stakes, but if it's like. Punk MJF's a big match if they do that. You know, it's a, one of their best rivalries they've done. Fair enough. And it's like Jericho and Osprey wouldn't have been the top five matches for either guy I would have made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we could do a whole separate show about the state of the women's division currently. I mean, is is the all-in match going to be Tony? Who is Tony Storm facing at this show? They're doing, like, like one of our better opponents is Sheeta. They're doing that on Wednesday. So it's got to be Tony Britt. It's got to be Tony Britt. I'm all out on Britt. I'm all out on Britt. But, Brit, 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 but if, you, if you don't have Hater, Britt has to be the substitute. Right. Uh, I, I, I totally agree, but that's to me, that is such a, yeah, that yeah. is a dynamite match to me. I mean, that's yeah. a dynamite television show, dynamite, not the, uh, <laughs> uh, the adjective. Uh, ex- expression of how great it is. Um, yeah, but again, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to critique a card that we're making up on the fly here. But it just, right. I, looking at the lay of the land, regardless of what they have or haven't announced, looking at where the storylines are all yeah. going, I'm not feeling really any of it. You know what I mean? Specifically on the dynamite centric side of things. Yeah, I, I don't know about you. I was this to me was a, re- a WrestleMania level. This is a super show. Oh god, I was expecting a super sh- card, yeah. not not just a. 
a, a, re- a revolution, a full gear, a double or not, like this is going to be a level no, above it's, that. I, maybe it's not even. Maybe you're get, you're getting a, a glorified house rules. Or whatever. Well, I know. That's what, that's what I'm starting to. I've gone from super card to regular pay-per-view to now I'm like, fucking hell, is this going to be Capital Combat 23? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they, I, I mean... I feel like of the title matches that are on the table, the MGF title matches, they're they're both fairly big. Like the Adam Cole thing is like the hottest story they've had, even though it's not really my cup of tea. You know, it's it's the hottest story they've had in quite a while. And the Punk mm. thing is the best story they did last year. You know, so I'll give them that. You know, I think that's that's special, but you know, um, uh, it just doesn't feel like we're going. You know, we're going to be wowed, and especially as and now they're like acknowledging it on TV that this is like within a hair's breadth of being one of the most the most not even one of the most attended show mm. of all time they're within like ten thousand tickets of that um you know. <laughs> so sell some tickets so sell some tickets yeah and i i was shocked that we didn't get more clarity coming out of um and the, they're like the ref they're referencing it now yeah. on the show that hey no one's talking about all in what, like, what's going on i i i would assume that they will do their andrade malachi black blow off match on there like that's mm-hmm. not some that's not some marquee ticket seller, but I was expecting he gets his mask back and then he gets on the mic and he says, "All right, Malachi Black, I've mm-hmm. got my fucking mask back. No more fucking around. Let's put an end to this and we'll do it at Wembley and a nice little undercard match so people can stop saying where are all the matches for all in." But we didn't get that either. The only thing we got was CM Punk saying, "Oh my God, where? Why are no matches announced?" <laughs> like, I go, am I right? What's going on, guys? This is crazy. Classic point scoring punk. Made sure to, to get that good, in. Well, but, good uh, lad, good lad. But um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, also, let me. This is kind of we're kind of melding into our dynamite and rampage reviews here, or, or collision reviews here a little bit. But I, I've seen people speculate that with the current Jack Perry angle, then mm. um, they're doing the Jerry Lynn thing on Monday or on Wednesday that they could they could bring in RVD for a match. Cause like, unlike Jerry Lynn, RVD could like still have a match. Right? Yeah. Still, I, I, something now that we're having this conversation, I'm like that could be a Wembley match, which I would have no real interest in at all. Like a, a modern RVD match. I mean, it, like RVD's aged quite well to mm. be fair to him, but nonetheless, I, I, that again, this is a complete guess. This is based on absolutely nothing. This is just like four dynamites away. They're obviously doing a Jack Perry ECW thing. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. I mean, I I, mean, I feel like that's, amidst all the all-in criticism, AW, I feel like that's not getting enough criticism. We're doing a, don't you disrespect those letters that I don't think we're allowed to say on television any longer. Um, You know, like, who I feel like that's, who could possibly care? It was 25 years ago. And it wasn't even that good in the first place. It wasn't even and, that and good. And the last <laughs> 10 years, we have seen, 15 years even, we have seen every conceivable tribute. And and when TNA and, did it a decade ago, it was passe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, you might as well bring out fucking Greg Gagne and Nick Watt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you disrespect the AWA, you piece of shit. Do you? Oh, God. Cowboy yeah. Bill Watts. We'll, we'll get to Dynamite and, and what a disaster that was. Um before long uh but one thing speaking of critiquing cards that we're making up on the fly mm. so Ooh. i don't know if you if you listened to last week but joe and myself booked our own all-in card i did not hear this i'm excited there now you uh well you're going to hear it completely out of context but we were trying to be semi-realistic based on storylines going on based on people right. who would be available 
starting from the top and working our way down to some of the lower card matches or just people who are left who didn't have matches. And obviously the week that's happened since might throw off some of our predictions. But I went over to our friend uh, ChatGPT <laughs> and I said, here is a hypothetical card for AW All In, a wrestling event being held in London at the end of August. I will give you the list of matches. Can you please tell me how good each match would score out of five, according to the Wrestling <laughs> Observer's scoring system? Please tell me also how good the show overall would be out of five stars and a percentage score for how likely the show overall is to actually take place. And also choose a winner for each match. Um, so we have the uh, we have the outcome here. And, and I've also asked it to book its own card, <laughs> which we'll get to. Oh, wow. This is great. Okay, so the pre-show, we just said two battle royals, uh, a men's and a women's. Okay. Uh, Somewhat chauvinistically, the men's battle royal got a three-star rating, women's two and a half. Chat GPT. To be fair, probably accurate. I mean, I I am disavowing this robot. I am disavowing (laughs) it. This is what Blade Runner tried to warn us about. Yeah. According to ChatGPT, the win- the men's battle royal is going to be won by Jack Perry. Okay, okay. yeah, I and can the see women's that. by a returning Thunder Rosa. Okay, oh. robot knows who's out and who's <laughs> likely to come back. That's weirdly good. Okay, um, match one: Hangman Page versus Ricky Starks. They got a four stars. From, I can believe uh, that from Melzer. Yeah. Uh, Hangman goes over in that one. So hang on, yeah. you guys booked this, or this is the robot booking? We booked this. this. You booked the max together. Okay. Yeah, okay. This, okay. Is, this is our card first. Uh, Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. That's uh, okay. Jay White and, and Juicy. Four and a half stars. Yes, I can believe that. Yeah. Young Bucks go over. Questionable okay. decision there by the... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, match three, Sting versus Darby. Nice. Ooh. Three and a half stars only. Oh. Okay, yeah, I can believe that. Oh, Darby, Darby, the winner in that. That one. makes yeah, it. That's makes that's sense. a very believable rating because it is Sting. Yeah. He's good, but you know, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be a f- yeah. Fair enough. Uh, following off the the blood and guts, we have Pack versus Moxley. Okay, okay. Uh, that got four stars. Okay, wow. Pack Pack gets the win. Somewhat of a, 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 a in London. So yeah, about the UK, I guess. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, House of Black defending the trio's titles against Andrade, Roosh, and Drillistico. Oh, hell yeah. Four and a half stars. Oh, wow. House of Black retain. Uh, boo. No, Tony. No, we not Tony. We were very optimistic for this one. Orange Cassidy defending the international title against Miro. Okay. Three Ooh. and a half stars. And Miro wins. Yeah, that would yeah. I, that would make sense. Yeah. The right decision. Yeah. Instead, he's on collision fighting uh, your man out of QTV. <laughs> Aaron Solo. For Please some remember. Reason. That's what that's what Miro came back for finally. For yeah. that shit. Uh, match seven. Uh, six woman tag: Soraya, Athena, and Ruby Soho. Okay. Versus Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, and Willow Nightingale. It's not bad actually. Not uh, bad. The heels go over now, and Soraya. Okay. In the, oh. home, in the home, not the hometown, but in the home country. Home country. Yeah. Uh, this one's obviously not going to happen with with the news that's that's come out. But Tony Storm, Jamie Hader for the title. Uh, sorry, the the previous match, 
previous two matches were three and a half stars each. This one also three and a half stars. Uh, and Tony Storm retains in a heartbreaker. Wow. Doing fucking Davy not winning the fucking European title in 97. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, then, you have, then we have the triple header, triple main event. Uh, four and a half stars for Punk Joe. Ooh, nice. Okay, nice. Punk Joe, excellent. Yeah. yeah, we figured Joe, after he choked him out after their last yeah. match, was still a little bit of business to do there. Four and a half stars, Punk gets the win. He, uh, yeah. to, to, to level it up at 2-2 and lead to a final fifth match down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm done with that. Um, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega uh, got the full five. Oh, and, and, Chat B- and Chat GPT has in brackets a potential show stealer. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Kenny regains the title in that one. Okay. And if it, wins wins the rubber match. If it had given it six stars, we'd have known that it's gone fully sentient. Yeah, that, 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 would be, that would be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. And then in your main event, a rematch of this collisions main event. Our logic, Joe, you, if you remember, being if you're going to do the hot angle, do it yeah. in front of the hottest crowd you're going to have all year. Mm-hmm. The main event's MGF and Adam Cole versus FTR. Four stars. Wow. MGF and Adam Cole win the big one. Wow. You guys have and a tag title event. match main eventing the biggest show of all time. Our, I think our logic was with the pay-per-view the following week that you could do the angle here and then the title match. That's that's yeah. great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, that's a very, a very ballsy choice. It's a very ballsy yeah. choice. Uh, the overall show got a four-star review. Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. The accuracy of the lineup, 40% only. That, yeah, oh, like that's, that's a very... That, how did it possibly... Oh, that's Don't weird. ask me. Anyway, here is ChatGPT's uh, card. Right. <laughs> um, uh, opening match: Casino Battle Royale with an E. Okay, well so. done, uh, ChatGPT. You know, you know your stuff. Uh, winner of that one is oh, did they say no? They didn't say the winners for this. Sorry, I didn't get the winners for its card. So it's just a card. Sorry, it's just a card. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Casino Battle Royale winner earns a future AW World Championship match. Uh, second match on the show: FTR versus. Santana and Ortiz, they're back. Ooh, <laughs> that actually be pretty good. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Serena Deeb for the okay. TBS title. All right, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I'm not seeing it, but yeah. Uh, Andra- <laughs> they're, they're, we're doing shoot fights on this card. Andrade Alidlo versus Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, uh, long-term rivals to get one more. Pack Orange Cassidy. Okay, yeah. Rematch of an all-time great EW match. Yep. Uh, We have MJF versus Malachi Black. I'm not sure where they're getting that one out of. Okay, that seems a little Mm, bit pulled out of there. MJF in the middle of the card as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) against the guy who was nowhere near title contention. Uh, Another grudge match, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And this one I actually like the sound of. Darby versus Osprey. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Ooh. that'd be, that'd be Interesting. good. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, then we have two matches that I think have been done so much that's maybe that's why ChatGPT lent in that way. Hangman Moxley again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And Young Bucks Lucha Brothers again. If that yeah. main event's Wembley, I am not going. I it's not, the, not, it's not your, We still have one, one more match. Oh, okay. Main event. Main event again. We're, go, we're going for the, uh, the, the heat. We're going for the real heat. 
Omega Punk main event. Even ChatGPT yeah. says it. Even ChatGPT says it. Let's there you go. go. That's your that's your uh, part two to our segment from last week. Uh, book it, book them, Cano. Um, now this week we've got a new quiz. Oh, As, uh, it's only Ooh. only short one, only two rounds each. Okay, okay. so we're doing uh, perfect tenable. Okay, based on the Sean Spears catchphrase, yeah. right, yeah. television okay. show Tenable, hosted by right. Warwick Davis Lord, and yeah. I forget Just, who else. I've never heard of this show. Uh, it's basically boils down to uh, list ten things of this uh, category I'm about to give you. Okay, I can do that. Um, so it's a very, very simple quiz format. It's not as tricky or as hard to come up with as stuff like Only Connect or mm. Pointless or stuff like that. It's very, very simple. So I've got uh, two categories each. One of them is kind of, kind of a, a, a condensed list. So it'll be like. There's really only, I think, 12 possible options. You have to get 10 of them. And the second one is very wide open. Give me 10 of, you know, I don't know, infinite number of things. You'll see see what we mean when we get to it. So, Joe, do you have your coin? And maybe you can choose who's going to go first. Okay. Okay. Um, Barry, you call it. Heads. It is heads. Correct. You go. All right, Barry. So you get to choose if you want A or B. A. A. Okay, so there are 12, remember, 12 possible answers. And as many as you can get, up to 10, that's as many points as you will get. Okay. Um, the category is wrestlers who have more than three, more than five-star reviewed matches. So we're talking about matches that scored Wrestling Observer over five, not including five, more than more five. Than five right. and wrestlers who have more than three of, three of those, those matches. Okay. Okay, I can do that, I think. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, I will, I'm going to start with the obvious ones. Okay, Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I will say as well, before before you, you go any further, Kenny Omega is correct. Is tenable, as they say on the show. Uh, you, do only have ten, you only have 10 guesses. So if you get one wrong, that's one fewer Mine's guess. guess. Got it. Yes. Okay. All right, Kenny Omega. Uh, will Ospreay. That's also tenable. I believe he has the most of anyone ever, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. Um, Kazuchika Okada. That is tenable as well. Three out of three. Uh... Shingo Takagi is tenable. Beautiful. Very good. Okay. That's four. Um, hmm. uh, I'm already I'm already stumbling here. Ric Flair. Ric Flair is not tenable, I'm afraid. Okay. So that's five uh, guesses so far. Four out of five. Okay. Uh Kenta Kobashi. Is not tenable, I'm afraid. Dave, come on, man. What are we doing here? Let's. Uh, uh, Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson is tenable. Very good. Ooh. Matt Jackson. <laughs> Correct. Also tenable. Um, so two, two more guesses, Barry. Two more guesses. Who else is. Because I, 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 I'm thinking of a couple of guys who have broken the scale, but, but not. I'm trying to think lately. Oh, I'm trying to think over three. That is a that is a tougher mm. um, three times. Three times. Um, 
Okay, who would have had some of those fucking matches with the box? Uh, Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is tenable. Very good. Um, That's correct. And last guess. One more guess. I, I don't. I don't think this is this is one, but I'll, I'll go for it anyway. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hiroshi Tanahashi is tenable. Ooh. Wow. Right. That's uh, eight points. Eight points. The other ones you could have had all all three. So you got all the top ones. Uh, you could have had Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, yeah, Ishii has had Ishii has three. Has oh three man, those, three. those those G ones at the at the peak. He was fucking having yeah. him in his sleep. Jay White though. I was thinking Jay White as well. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't make up three in my head. Yeah. And Cash and Dax. Oh, really? Oh, wow. yeah. The Briscoe matches. The FTR boys. boys. Yeah, of course. I think probably some of their NXT, the NXT yeah. matches probably scored high as well. Okay, eight points for Barry. All right, I'm happy with that. Joe, your category is wrestlers who have appeared in more than three... Hell in a Cell matches. Again, there are 12. Do you want to give one? Oh, sorry. Cut out for a second. Sorry. Um, okay, The Undertaker. The Undertaker is correct. It's tenable. Um, um, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not terrible, <sighs> I'm afraid. The two. I think it's only um, the two with, with Undertaker. Yeah. Triple H. Triple H is terrible, of course. He is. Um. God. Uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is terrible. Yes. Very good. John Cena. John Cena is tenable. John Cena is correct. Uh, okay. God, this. All of those Hell in a Cell pay per views, I'm not going to remember. But I'll go Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is tenable. I should have. I should have said as well. By the way, this is male wrestlers. So okay, I'm it's not just I'm not, I'm not counting the women because I am sexist. Yeah, we know. AKA the list that I got, I did forgot to check the women. <laughs> You're using an external list. I don't know. You didn't go back and count. Yeah, you didn't go through Wikipedia's list of Hell in a Cell matches and count. Every show, just to be sure. Um, You're on five so far. Who else else wrestles? Uh, (laughs) Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is tenable, correct. So that's seven, was it? Seven guesses and six points. So you have three more. Um, oh, I've got a couple. Oh, heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is correct. <laughs> yes. Um, two more uh, guesses. Um, uh, was he in three? I can't remember one, but. A Kane. Kane is correct. Kane is terrible. So that's that's eight. You got one more guess because you got one one incorrect as well. Yeah, I I do have an answer in my mind. I'm just not convinced by it. 
I'm trying to think if there's someone more recent that's been in a load of them, but I'm blanking a little bit. Uh, so I will go for Batista. Baptista is not correct, I'm afraid, uh, Joe. So we're, we're, we're even after round one. Eight. Eight, eight. Uh, you could have had CM Punk, had five. Really? Uh, Mick Foley, so Mankind slash Cactus Jack, four. Uh, and then on three, Edge and Edge. Shane McMahon, curiously. Um. Yeah. Shane O'Mac. I know you had the one with... Uh, Vince and Big Show mm. against the X, and he had the oh, one yeah. Undertaker. Obviously, what was the other one? I don't know. His third one would have been uh, uh, probably on a Saudi show. <laughs> Something I don't know. Uh, okay, round two. Uh, so this time, Joe, you can pick A or B. Uh, let's go B. B. Okay, Joe, can you name me ten wrestlers? With names shorter than or equal to five letters. <laughs> and that's including the. So I'll give you an example. The blade would not be a correct answer. That would be eight Bye. letters. So wrestlers with names shorter than or equal to five letters. Last. So any wrestler with four letters. Okay. Any wrestler. Uh, Sting. Sting, correct. <laughs> uh, hook. Very good. Wow, very good. Uh, oh God, is this harder than it sounds? Um, <laughs> Miro, very good. Yep. Uh, Roosh, Roosh, wow. very good. He's on four. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> it seems easy, but it's not actually, is it? It's. Yeah, I was looking at lists earlier. There are lots. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> what about initials, or is that someone who's mainly known by their initials, or is that not that doesn't count? Um, no. Let's say for no. purposes of this, we okay. won't count initialized names. Um, Kane. Very good. Yeah, that's five. Edge. Very good. Um, Otis. <laughs> good, yeah. Uh, 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 Quang. Quang, I'll accept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, a deep cut, Quang. Yeah, okay, counts, counts. Um, there must be like a one letter fucking wrestler. Like, I think there is. There's one I'm thinking of. Maybe. Uh-huh. I will say, initially, this was four letters, and I thought it was going to be too hard. <laughs> so I said, let's do five. Zeus. Zeus, very good. That's nine, I think, already, Jim. Wow, he's doing well. Oh. One more. Um... Five. Uh, God. Um, there, must be loads. there must be loads. Who? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, oh, I've got loads here. My mind's I, I, I have two in mind. 
I'm gonna have to push you for time, Joe. All right. Yep. Oh my God. I, um. Taz. Taz. Oh, well done. Wow. We got the full ten. I was. I was thinking. I was thinking. Test. Primo. Epico. Vader. I had Vader. AJ Lee. AJ Lee, Hawk, JTG, Draws, Shad. Well, Shad Gaspar, I wouldn't have accepted. And you mentioned the Shad. I wouldn't have taken it. You also the initial ones I wouldn't take. JTG I wouldn't take. It's an initial. I know that's his name. I know it's not a. It's not a like Helterhurst Helmsley. He got the ten anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I want points also. But we said no initials, so that I think MVP should. I don't know. Well, he's Montel Vontavious Porter. Yeah, he was. he was MVP. He was known as MVP. I I understand the point. No, no, no. The point isn't what he was. Not. We just we agreed no initials. That's that's all. Uh, Okay, fair enough. AJ Lee. AJ Lee, Lee, I think is is her full name, so I would have accepted that. Okay. Okay, Barry. (laughs) You need the full ten. Ah, fuck. Uh, and I don't have a tiebreaker, so this was just a pilot, <laughs> okay. a pilot episode anyway. So sorry for that. Uh, ten wrestlers whose surname or gimmick name, understanding that not everybody uses their real name, right? Or, or at least a a name. We had Quang earlier, for example. Uh, wrestlers whose surname or gimmick name starts with the letter O. Oh, all right. Ooh. Um. Surname or gimmick name? Okay. Uh, well, I'll, we we'll have a repeat here. Otis. Very good. Um. <laughs> uh, oh God. Um. <laughs> Otis is right. Yeah, that's one. That's yeah, one. That's one. Um, we Jesus. have had. We have had another one already. Uh, so when you say gimmick name, like if if, if this person has an obviously fake name and it's a like first Quang. name last name, yes, but no, but listen, yeah, yeah, yeah if it's first name last name, it's the last name or a singular the, name. What if the what if the gimmick first name starts with O, but it's a fake name, like it's their gimmick name? Well, give us give us an example, and like I won't count it as a guess. Okay, Orange Cassidy. No, that would be C. Right, because his okay. his name is Orange Cassidy. Okay, all right, all right. Um, fucking hell, this is hard. Um, Okada. Okada is correct. Um, Onita. Onita is correct. Uh, Otani. Yep. Um, you've gone to Japan. They're yeah, I've I've, I've ventured uh, <laughs> to a different nation. Um, Octagon. I'll take Octagon. Octagon Junior. I'll take that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was Octagon Junior. Um, uh, Osiris. He was just yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was in the uh, Ophidian. Uh, Ophidian. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, some, some really obvious ones. You've yeah, I know he's got uh, very obscure, like three really obvious ones. Uh, Omas, yeah, I think oh, Omas. Was, he, he would have worked for the other one as well. Uh, <laughs> that's nine already, Barry. But oh, is it? Holy yeah. shit! Wait, yeah. who are the obvious ones? I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Um, people you've said <laughs> already in this quiz. <laughs> there's there's one we've mentioned about fifteen times on this podcast already. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, no, I shouldn't be giving clues anyway. No, no, but but oh, Omega. Oh, <laughs> we'll take a minute. or Osprey. Osprey, yes, okay. Orton, <laughs> Randy Orton. Orton, okay, yeah, okay. I, and I went to Chikara and and whatever when I got there. Yeah, I had in mind as well. Um, O'Reilly, you, you didn't go for the O apostrophe. I didn't go for the you O apostrophes. Stayed out of the O, o apostrophes. Uh, anyway, very good. So this this opening uh, entry in the tenable. Uh, pilot is a draw. Eighteen good points game. each. Good game, Joe. Done, well done. GG. Right, let's get down to uh, brass tacks. This this episode of Dynamite was absolutely abysmal. I, I yeah, you guys have said that ago. I, I don't know if I'd go as hard on it as you would. Fra- I, okay, okay. Let, let me clarify my my point. There were okay. two really good matches on it. Yes, yeah, so that, that was, was my main not, thing. I was going to say it was not worthless. But from the point of view of watching. A serialized TV show, which ultimately yeah. is what it is. You watch your succession. You watch your, I don't know what the kids do be watching these days, the bear or whatever. You, <laughs> you want that. You tune in for your episode and you get some satisfying progression, maybe a nice cliffhanger at the end. Uh, really, all we got here were a couple of nice action scenes and the rest of the show was a bit of a, a bore. Fair. I, you know, now it's not exactly it's not exactly an angle that I'll be telling the grandkids about. But in terms of progression, I thought it was it was cool that they did something with Ar Fox. Do you know what I mean? Considering he's been hanging around for ages, uh, not even just in age, just in general. I mean, I've got it. He's been great for years, and they fought, somewhere finally signed him, and now they're finally doing something. So I enjoyed that. I think him and him in the embassy is, is is a good move. So I enjoyed that. But I, I would still I would agree generally that. In terms of like, if you're looking for like really uh, gripping story progression, you you weren't really getting it on this show. Yeah, and maybe we feel that more because with the, with the all in link. Yes, um, yes, I will say even the um, AR Fox stuff felt very rushed in terms of it was introduced very quickly that he and Darby have this backstory, and he gets the match and immediately turns after the match. It wasn't. Build for a few weeks, build frustration, then do the turn. It was all very. Oh, we have an idea. Let's do it now, quick. It was. It was very Russo because it's video package, then the match. He loses the match, and then he lays out Cassidy. But then he feels bad. He's going up the ramp, and he's feeling bad, so he's not turned yet. And then Darby comes out, and Darby's at him, and then Moxley comes out, and Moxley lays out Orange Cassidy, which has nothing to do with any of this. All in twenty minutes. Do you know what I mean? And then AR Fox turns on Darby later in the same show. Later on in the same show, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is this is now that we're seven weeks in. I'm actually because uh, I think when we first reviewed Collision, I think we were very we enjoyed it, but we were like, where's the distinction between this and Dynamite? You know, mm-hmm. now that we're seven weeks in, I'm kind of like, Collision is paced way more the way I like a wrestling show to be paced, and Dynamite, like, it's like a, it's like a. a, a a graph from the first episode to now just constantly going up everything's getting faster 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 more stuff in the segment more stuff in the segment cut to the back faster cut to the back faster cut to the next segment faster okay we're back okay we're already in the ring for the next segment okay this person's running in okay now this person who's not in the feud but they're starting to be they ran in that okay now we're turning that into a tag do you know what i mean like like dynamite's just constantly going up 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 in terms of pace uh and yeah. this show like that's the whole air foxing that could have been 
like a month. That could have been a month of storylines, you know, um, uh, uh, that they could have teased. But it's just kind of lately on, on, on the dynamite side of things, but really just AEW in general, it just kind of feels like ideas are being com- come up with that week and implemented that week. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. To go for, from AR, for AR Fox to go from being like a Ring of Honor regular to suddenly he's on the show and he's turning and he's joining a faction, you know, in, in just like that is, is a lot. Yeah, for someone who has uh, an Excel file where he maps out every single element of his his following ten weeks of shows, it feels like very thrown together. I, I would I would have liked a couple of maybe AR Fox teaming with Darby for a little while and gaining his trust, and they explain that they have this backstory that maybe the fans weren't aware of, and you know he did this for me, so I'm going to pull him up, and we're we're going to go on this little run, and. And then, yeah, he 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 goes to bat for him, gets him this this title shot, and it doesn't quite work out, and he's you know frustrated. And yeah, there's there's a story to be told there, but it was it went from from start to finish in in a week basically. And now he's in the Mogul MC. I I do like the pairing of him with Strickland. They obviously have a past. Uh, they went to war together uh, in Lucha Underground. Mm. They had that Dante Fox kill shot match. Oh yeah, yeah, that we all love and remember. Um. But yeah, but I didn't feel satisfied from a storytelling point of view, despite the fact, like I said, that the two matches involved uh, the the Orange Cassidy, Air Fox, and Darby, uh, Minoru Suzuki matches were both very good. But you know, <laughs> not not to sound like like Russo, but you know, good, good enjoyable wrestling matches are only kind of half of it. Hmm. You know, I also watch the watch. I watch the wrestling for my stories, mm. not only for uh, good wrestling. Good wrestling is, I think, the foundation, and the stories are really what ties the show together. And at the end of the day, you do want there to be twists and turns, like in any good TV show. And when the show goes off the air, you want to say, oh, "I can't wait for next week to find out how that mm, gets What's that situation next? gets resolved." What's coming next? You, you want to be emotionally manipulated. Of course. That's what you want. Yeah. You don't get that. And a lot of it's just, oh, they had a match that was good, and then they'll have another match, and then there'll be another one. This happens too often in, in AEW. It's like it makes sense, but it doesn't really have much of an impact. And they, they were discussing this on the Observer um, podcast, and it was talking about gravity, getting a win, and then going into face pack and losing and it was like oh so that's why they gave him the win to kind of build him up for pack but it's like well having, having a guy win one match and then immediately going on to lose the next one what significance does that have it's completely meaningless and i feel like the same with the ar fox stuff it's like they've had one segment where he's suddenly he's a person he's now a real person yeah and then you go straight into the next thing and it's like well I, I need I need you to give us a kind of some momentum. It needs to be a real thing. You can't just go, oh, give him a win, oh, give him a segment, and then we're supposed to care. Like, bull- bullshit. Yeah. A, good, a good example would be um, the MGF Adam Cole stuff. It's like, mm. I, was, I was talking about this earlier in the week. It's like, uh, maybe they are still going to turn, maybe they're not. I understand there's some there's probably enough juice in the team that they might just keep them as a team. But I'm like, they've done such a good job, and it's been the bones of a month at this stage where they've done little segments. And we played. I, I haven't really enjoyed all the segments, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. The people are into them, which is the point we're making here, which is weeks of storytelling and segments, and the matches have 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 folded that story in. So now, whichever one turns, whichever way it ends up going, 
people will be compelled by the result. Whereas this AR Fox thing, it was just kind of like people were kind of booing because they recognized there was a heel thing happening in the ring, but they were not they were not shocked to their core because yeah. they'd gotten because because they were he was turning from a position they only learned about twenty minutes previous. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there's there's an example of, of them doing it better within AEW right now. We don't you don't have to go you know too far into the history. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with you boys on that. Yeah. So we we actually opened with that. Uh, we opened with the video package. Darby Allen going through the the backstory he had with AR Fox, where he had nowhere to stay, and Fox gave him a place to stay, and so he kind of fought for this title shot for him. And he had the match with Orange Cassidy and was very good. Um, and then after the match, he, he kind of attacked him, and Darby came out and was was upset because because and, and again we understood the story. We, he he was upset because he went to bat for him, and 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 what what's this all about? But uh, I don't know. This didn't feel li- either like justification enough for Fox to turn later in the show. If it, it felt like there was bits of the story left out, you know what I mean? Like if this w- went over uh, five weeks, you would have a week between their first argument and the turn. I feel like it needed another little reason for it to happen. Uh, they've one little tiff and, and Air Fox has gone running to the, the Mogul embassy. Um, and as we said, Moxie also came out. Uh, no, me, neither myself or Joe watched Death Before Dishonor. And so there was not a lot of context given by the commentary team by for why Moxie was attacking uh, <laughs> Cassidy. In fact, I think Excalibur might have said, we all saw Death Before Dishonor and we all know why this is happening. Well, I didn't. So maybe tell me what, what what's happening, or maybe show a clip of it or something. <laughs> um, l- little too much uh, assumption that people are watching or buying that that Ring of Honor pay per view. Um, we had Jericho and Callus and and all of that. Uh, Callus had another painting commissioned, which I, I love as a little element of his <laughs> could, yeah. character. Every, all of his all of his relationships, he gets he gets a painting commissioned for, it, and they, their bodies were like. Uh, Hercules Hernandez and the Barbarian from back in the day with uh, Bad News Brown looking down over them. Very, very funny stuff. And yeah, they're going to go against Garcia and Guevara at Dynamite 200 next week. And uh, I so wish that Dynamite 200 was something to really look forward to. Well, actually, I... Well, the, yeah, this was another point that people speculated that maybe they were waiting until the 200th episode to do the big stuff because it's the big event. But first of all, that's bollocks. And second of all, they didn't announce anything for that show either. They didn't promote that on Dynamite. They waited until Rampage to announce a few matches. Yeah, so, this whole this whole like, oh well, we just need to be clear of X show before we before we announce. Ah, fuck off. I mean, yeah, they they only they only started telling you. Oh, by the way, next week is the is the two hundredth show. Get excited this week. So it's not like that was some big flight, you know. And that, yeah. I mean, that card looks all right. I'm not, I'm, I'm you know somewhat looking forward to. It, but yeah, yeah. no. Uh, okay, then we had. The worst segment in the history of the world. Jack oh, Perry comes out <laughs> with, okay. with the FCW title. Um, and yeah. Jerry Lynn came out. I mean, yeah, we talked about it earlier. It's just, I, 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 when I realized what direction this was going in, I was like, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. As you, you put it perfectly well earlier, 
people rolled their eyes. It was passe when when TNA did it ten years ago. That was ten yeah over ten years ago. That was that yeah, it was, was like twenty ten or, or two thousand nine or something. Yeah, something like that. Twenty ten or eleven or something like that. I mean, and it was EV two point It was so so bad, and and it's just like I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like the idea of 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 the spirit of the FT. I've never had a problem with the FTW belt itself. I mean, that's fine. And I, I you know, the the Jack Perry character is one that's just like, oh, he doesn't have you know the aura of the people who've held this previously, right? So that's fine. But coming out and then making it specifically, oh, you're, you're bad mouth in ECW, my belt. Get out of here. Also, I'm 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 really not. I I think I think Jack Perry's doing better as a heel. I think he'd really ran out of road as a face. I think he had to turn. Mm. Well, I'm not really wowed by him in any meaningful way as as a human. I think I think one of the issues is that his promo style is exactly the same as it was when he was a babyface. He delivers his promos in exactly the same way. He doesn't come off as any smarmier in his Mm. delivery. Uh, We need a few little smirks here and there. And and anyway, I think the problem for me with this approach is that the heat in the story between him and Hook is is Taz. Is, is Taz was the guy who made this belt. And Taz is Hook's dad. And people are really into Hook because of the Taz-Hook connection and, and relationship. And so surely the thing to attack t- for the point of view of getting the storyline over and getting mm. heat on Jack Perry and getting Hook even more cheered is for Jack Perry to attack, not physically, but to attack Taz. And, and maybe he, he could have come out up to the the, the the announce table and really been in Taz's face and, and spitting at his feet and really showing a lot of disrespect to Taz. Because fans, you know, fans really like Taz and, and maybe because also the fact that Taz can't get physically involved, maybe the fans feel a little protective of him in the way that people used to of Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler when they used to get involved in storylines. Um, <laughs> but instead, uh, Jerry Lynn come out, a person that fans have no emotional connection with. Got no reaction. It got no reaction, rightfully so. Um, and and they, they they built to a face to face next week when like I didn't care about their face to face this week. <laughs> yeah, they were face to face. Yeah, what, what are they going to do? Yeah, what am like, I to be excited about? Are we supposed to? Are we, like the implication here was that like Jerry Lynn was they're going to have a fight or a match. Yeah, or I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't even. Um, it didn't even like like even even if people like us turn our noses up at it, the the idea of going for the really cheap pop with the legends and the nostalgia is just that that you'll at least get the reaction. They didn't even get a reaction. Like nobody gave a shit. Well, this is the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to have a go at you know. Jerry Lynn had a, had some really great matches with Rob Van Dam. Of course, of course. He yeah. is not a star that wrestling fans think back fondly of and will pop in 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 the you know like a Goldberg or like a even even within the ECW realm you know if you say oh they're if you told someone who didn't watch hasn't watched dynamite lady oh they're doing like an ecw thing they would think oh what uh, bully ray rvd tommy dreamer not i don't want to see any of those fucking people don't get me wrong no. but like that that's who you would think of you know mm. uh, uh not 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 jerry lynn not that he has his place in history or whatever but like he just happens I don't know. to work for AEW in a backstage but that's, that's who they had i i assume i assume we will we will segue to rvd at some stage and they will have a match um no, no thanks <laughs> i mean i don't want to see it but i assume i assume it, it this, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think who who's an ecw person who could have like a, a television match with jack perry and it would be like rvd or bully ray or chris jericho jericho yeah lionheart get lionheart back <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Paul Heyman's going to jump. Paul Heyman's going to come out next week and say, I, excuse me, that belt. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they've had Sabu recently, actually, and he was an actual FTW champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the problem with uh, Lynn as well is that in addition to all the things that we mentioned, that would all be fine if he was this like big personality and he came out and through sheer charisma alone got this thing over. But he's kind of like has a reputation for being like a, a boring man. <laughs> you know, in, in I don't say like a Lance Storm, but he's kind of he's kind of a Lance Storm. But in that ballpark, yeah, like a, a like a work rate guy. That was his thing, isn't he? He was a he was the mm-hmm. great match haver in the middle of the card or high high up high or middle of the card, you know. He yeah. was not the promo man, you know, he was not Raven. You know, no. I mean, they can um, get Raven, but I don't know about a match. I mean, he's he's still pottering around doing things, but I don't know if he's yeah, doing a match. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really misjudged. Absolutely, not good. Speaking of Pack and Gravity, I I I've between Ring of Honor, this show, and Collision, I've seen three Gravity matches. I'm good for the rest of time. Thank you. He's not, especially like just within this company. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not watching my Friday night arena Mexico tapes very much these days. So, so I'm not, I'm not Mr. Luchini, but just within the realm of this company, he's like the bottom tier of the guy. Now I understand he's fairly young and he's not, he, you know, he's, he's, he's whatever. He's Bandito's brother. Younger brother, I guess. Yeah. And, and yeah. Ian Riccoboni on, on the ring of honor show explained that like, Oh, he went to be a soccer star, but he became disillusioned, and then he's yeah. wrestling. He's like, okay, well, he he does wrestle like someone who it was not his first preference, the, uh, and and like the 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 moonwalk thing, moon gravity walk. Uh, it's the whole, the act and just everything about. It, I I not a fan at all. I get the joke of doing pack versus gravity, but you know. Yeah. Well, here's my nitpick of the week. Go on. Surely his name should be like zero gravity. Because gravity is the force that pulls you towards the center of the Earth, not a name appropriate for a high-flying person who defies gravity. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but gravity is what makes his flying attack so devastating. When you think about uh, it, gravity yeah. is actually, if you are if you are a fighter mm. and, not a, and not just an acrobat, gravity is your pal. True. Yeah. I would have gravity be the name for a high, like a Keith Lee type, like a high-flying 300-pounder. Big, big boy. That's not that. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're his new tag team, Keith Lee and Gravity. Um, uh, yeah, the 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 spaceman thing is super uh, <laughs> lame. Lame as hell. Yeah, lame. I did like when Samoa Joe did it. That was, yeah, because he was taking the piss out of him. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like I just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. they. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's had three matches and on collision. And admittedly, it's Joe, and Joe's just really cool. But people were booing mm. him and cheering Joe for dodging the attack. And of course, because Joe's piss. cool. It's yeah, Joe's cool, and gravity's gravity's not. You know, so no. Uh, we had. MGF and Adam Cole backstage. MGF did a spot on Dax Harwood impression. <laughs> my daughter, my <laughs> wife. I love this business. Which, which yeah. um, <laughs> and he called Roddick Strong a default call. <laughs> which is a good line. Very biting. Wait, he's not supposed to know about video games, though. Oh, he does because oh, he's playing them with Adam Cole. He learned it in the of the week. He learned it in the last week, I suppose. Are, we, are you to have me believe? Yeah. He, somehow, now, uh, last week MJF uh, seemed repulsed by the idea of playing a professional wrestling video game, and yet, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I have to not not to disparage AEW too much because because we've already compared them to Russo on this show. We're now going to compare them to the other Vince McMahon. Um, taking like I would say a legitimately all time great wrestler in Roderick Strong, and having him be a comedy dork racing around Adam Adam this guy with his fucking neck brace I'm like this is this is Monday Night Raw like this is the exact type of thing that people go to AEW for and then the fans go oh yes can you believe Vince had him running around in a neck brace being like like being ignored by his old best friend and being being a, 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 a jealous teenager about it you know I will say though it'll be very satisfying when he and Cole are the heels tap dancing on MJF's little head. I think I think the payoff if they go in that direction will will be satisfying. But you're right in that it is it is funny in a bad way. Funny in a bad way for sure. Um, we had FTR's comments; they were nowhere near as entertaining. I did like that they played them off as two pre-taped promos, and and uh, and Dax was like, "And MGF, you better not have said anything about my wife and daughter," knowing obviously full well that he had. That was great. That was a fucking great. That was, that was great. Uh, Swerve and Darby. Great. Stuff. What can I say? Good. Did, I mean, Darby's gonna gonna be in a wheelchair very, very, very soon. Um, oh, Swerve! Enjoy Darby while we can. Oh, yeah. because. He got killed in this match. Uh, it was really, really entertaining. It was really, really good. But he's he's a tiny guy. He's taking crazy bumps. And I know this is not news to anybody. But then we had the, F- the uh, AR Fox turn, and he's in the MC. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like that pairing. I do like it. I just wish it had been built up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Jericho is backstage with the JAS. Yeah. Oh, this was. <laughs> you want to talk about some acting? Oh, oh, this oh man! My favorite bit of acting was when Tay Mello went to speak, and she went oh, before she started talking and wave her, wave her hands around. <laughs> she was flabbergasted by Jericho's like yeah. inconsistency, the betrayal. Yeah, I know. Uh, I tell you what, everyone in this segment including Chris Jericho was awful with the exception of one person who is a good actor. Who's that? Matt Menard. Daddy magic. Oh yeah. He was the only believable person in the entire segment. I, you know, it's funny. So we're, I mean, they're laying it on so thick that, that Jericho is joining Callus that I'm, I'm almost feeling like they're going to do the opposite because they're laying it on so thick that this is the end of the JAS. But let's assume for, for the sake of argument that, that it's going to be Callus and Jericho and the JAS is going to go, which I think would be a good thing anyway. I think they, they had a good run. Let, let's move on from the JAS, right? Mm. Did I, they have I, a good run? <laughs> it was all right. I, I enjoyed it. You know, they did the, they, 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 they gave us like the, the, the real coming up of Daniel Garcia. I'll give them That's credit true. for that. Uh, Daddy Magic and, and Cool Hand, I mean, they, they got, you know, a lot of prominence, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, fair enough. You know, we had to tolerate the Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. seven hundred times, but you know, and Jake Hager got his comedy gimmick, and you know, Anna J and Tay were all right. You know, for, I, I, I would say, I would say the JAS was fine. It was no inner circle, but it was fine. No, no, was My fine. question is, if we, if Jericho's moving on, I don't have high hopes for this group post Jericho. I assume they will probably all go their separate ways. Oh yeah, new, yeah. But I like. 
I mean, Daniel Garcia will be fine because he's he's basically got his own gimmick anyway. He's got his whole thing down. He doesn't need to, he, mm. being hitched to Jericho doesn't really mean much. But I feel like we're going to get another Sammy singles push, and I I worry that a Cool Hand and and Daddy Magic are going to disappear into the ether. I, I'm I'm curious where all these individual parts go once the group is is, is defunct. Maybe they should push them as a tag team and <gasps> put them in feuds. I would think that would be a great idea. I didn't watch Rampage, but I looked at that listing, the graphic for the fucking Rampage Battle Royale. Oh. I was like, what happened to this company's tag team division? I realize there's been injuries. I realize stuff has gone awry, but God fucking damn. And I looked at that team and I was like, you know what? Daddy Magic, Cool Hand, they should probably be winning this and they should be, you know, yeah. they should be on the ups, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker... And Taya Valkyrie. Man. <laughs> Where do you start with this one? I mean, the funny thing is, I, I thought I heard it was really bad, and I thought it ended up being... I think people had overhyped how bad it was, because I thought it was... Beyond, they had that one really atrocious spot where Taya had that face on her, like, fuck, fuck this, fuck wrestling. <laughs> I'm retiring forever. I, it, it was a classic, I'm so annoyed right now, wrestling face. Um, other than that, I thought it was just kind of a rubbish, kind of slow motion match. Um, mm. uh, they do seem to be making a point of of getting Brit back in the winning column, which I think would lend credence to the Tony Brit all in um, thing. Uh, but I mean, ma- matches like this do not make me excited at the prospect of that. Yeah, it was. Uh... They didn't have a ton of chemistry. Let's say that. No. Be very di- diplomatic about it. Yes. Uh, and then the main event we kind of touched on already. Lucha Bros, Claudio and Moxley and Best Friends. What a main Lucha event. Lucha Bros winning, which I didn't quite understand. Lucha Bros winning. Well, they're, 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 uh, they're not anymore the Ring of Honor. They're not. Uh-huh. They're, which was my, my, my assumption was, like, give them a win since they lost. But they lost on Ring of Honor. Who's, who, like, nobody watched. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I well, I watched the first half of that show. It was pretty good. But my point, my point <laughs> stands that in the broader AEW galaxy, um, very odd. Yeah, very odd. I, I see. I, I would have thought if anyone, if anyone was getting the big win to rehab a loss, it should have been BCC after Blood and Guts. But yeah. This feels like the like BCC best friends and lose, but this feels like such a time killing feud between between like like maybe they have their plans. We want to kickstart Wembley three dynamites before. Why mm. I don't know. And so this is t- this is tidying them over until they get to that because they're doing a three way next week where it's Mox, Trent, and Penta in a no rules match or whatever the fuck it is. False count anywhere. Um. So this feud this feud shall go on. Yeah. Finally, I did not watch Rampage. Well done. Me, me neither. You broke. Hey, it. we finally. I, I took one look at that card. I said, "I'll it do looked, literally anything else." It looks shite. Yeah. And after that dynamite, I was not in the mood for any more. No, correct. Shit. I watched. Uh, I watched a movie instead. Oh, excellent. Okay. So I did. Uh, but you could not kill my enthusiasm enough because I still stayed up late for Collision. Oh, well, WCW Saturday Night Collision. Here we go. My, I, I'll tell you. I said it before. My favorite. My favorite part of the week now. Mm-hmm. Saturday night. You get the little the Pepsi Maxes in, <laughs> and it's not at a time that's too late for for us to be able to stay up. Just about manageable. Just about manageable because you can have a little lion on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and you watch your little AW Collision, and you never. 
with with okay, I'll, I will allow them a few exceptions, but generally speaking, you never at the end of the show feel like oh, I shouldn't have stayed up for that. You always feel like happy I watched that live. Yeah, happy good, I watched that live. Good show, good effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought this was. I, I tweeted about. It, I thought this was every bit as good as Dynamite was bad. Yeah, this was tremendous. Yeah, I really, I really loved Collision this week. That opening match, oh, and Joe. Oh. You are a self-professed not enjoyer of ladder matches. Oh, I'm a ladder match hater, but this was good. Yeah, because they didn't do they didn't do the silliness. There was no mousetrap shit. This was two big beefy boys battering each other with all manner of ladders and offense yeah. and craziness. They two didn't large even rested men. They didn't even spend a lot of time climbing the ladder. Really teasing no. that it was just battering each other um, and. Yeah, oh, it was fantastic. The offense was so, oh, so good. The elbow, Andrade's um, oh my back, God. spinning back elbow, bang! I thought, I thought, fucking, he was going to go fly. His head was going to come off <laughs> all oh, the way oh, in. Oh, does somebody on Dynamite use that as a finish? Oh, what are you going to do? Come to Saturdays and fight me about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! No, it was, it was great. And between this and 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 like. Uh, uh, Wardlow and Christian, which obviously I, it had all the bullshit at the end of it that ruined it. But I'm like, I I could be back in on ladder matches if it's just two two. I'm putting a limited two on you, yeah. two good workers in a match, and it's not diving onto crowds of people six minutes building a contraption that has no use other than to mm. do a big wrestling spot onto mm. it. Do you know what I mean? Away with all that and just have two guys work a clever, hard-hitting match around the ladders, off the ladders. You can still do all your stunts. You can do all your mad shit. They did plenty of mad shit in this match. Um, and it was it was it was it was great. It was like if the if there was half as many ladder matches a year and there was more of them like this, I don't think people would be as jaded about, about them. Yeah. They still had a few where they set the ladder up from the ring to the mm. announce table, or I could still do with a few fewer of those. Mm. But it was yeah. it was very very good. They weren't, they weren't as convoluted, and I don't mind the idea of like doing a big move off the ladder on the outside to incapacitate your opponent like that. That's the kind of core of a proper a good ladder match. So a little bit of that is fine, but they just didn't go too far. But they, I, yeah, I thought it was great. And Julia Hart was really good as well. Doing her, she's great. Face. She's yeah. really good. Yeah. I did. I me and brother were both laughing at her using the 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 bolt cutters. I was like, they are the size of you. I mean, Harry, you are not you are not breaking those handcuffs because she's so small. And these were the where did they get these big massive bolt? They were like four foot long. I was like, what the fuck? And then even Buddy had to do it to himself with one hand. I was like, they think about how many like scenarios we've seen where shit with keys and handcuffs have gone awry because you can't open the fucking thing or it's supposed mm. to break and it doesn't break. And then when Buddy had to try and break him himself, I was like, oh my. god. God, this is this is going to go horribly wrong. He's going to be sitting there for five minutes, and it worked perfectly. Uh, yeah, Julia's great. I mean, Julia is is is. I mean, it, 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 all, it the whole that that whole act is is really good. I mean, I'm not really into the 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 content of the of the spooky promos, but three good wrestlers, a really good manager, you know, cool music, cool look. Yeah. Matches are yeah. all, basically all the matches are really good, you know. So so yeah, thumbs up on on the House of Black. To to, to be fair. Yeah, her on uh, Andrade's back. I got Vader and uh, Luna flashbacks. Oh, <laughs> Way yeah. back in the day. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was it was really really good, and he got his mask back, whatever that means. Hmm. <laughs> good on him. Uh, not even the mask he wore when he was a wrestler. 
Um, yeah, it is funny because I was yeah I was because they're talking about the, the the history of you know luchadors and their masks. So I was like, yeah, but not the one they take off during their entrance. That's not. Can we also? I think we've mentioned this before. Anyone who chants "We want tables," you get thrown out of the building. Yeah, I like that. Some people started chanting back, "No, we don't." Yeah. Like you're watching two people kill themselves, and they're doing spots on ladders that are more painful than tables. And you start to it's it that is that is the most Pavlovian wrestling chant. It, people just chant it during a weapons match. It's just they just know that's a thing you you do. I don't even think they really actually care or want them. No. I used to be into web table spots, and that's what looks. But now now the stuff has developed that the table spot looks kind of the least uh, impressive. Like, fuck, mm. Andrade's elbow with no weapons involved looks better than a table spot. Yeah, very, very annoying. Miro was backstage and he oh. got attacked by Aaron Solo, of all people. Uh, this was not the most impressive physicality I've ever seen in a backstage uh, <laughs> brawl. Can I tell you what I like? A hit pick. Um, I believe several months ago now, uh, Paul made a criticism of a backstage segment involving Ricky Starks, where I think he got attacked by the Dark Order and they beat him down. And Paul made the point that if that was The Rock, there's no way he's getting beaten down by the Dark by like the Blue World Order or whatever the job right. the uh, oddities. He'd he'd start to get beaten down and then he'd beat the shit out of them and stand tall right. even in the backstage session. And I like the fact that here Miro didn't get beaten down Miro Solo. He took a couple of punches and he's like, all right, I'll just beat the shit out of you now because I'm a fucking star. <laughs> We need more of this. You shouldn't be getting beaten down. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think go on, Paul. There you go. You should have had him in the in the game over. And and the point of the segment should have been don't fuck with Miro. Yeah, not Miro is going to be feuding with QT Marsh. That was my my question. Is like, is this to set up a QT feud? I guess oh, it probably is. Could be Johnny fuck. TV. Oh God, I'd rather QT. I'd rather actual QT. <laughs> Like QT's the one packing him in in Arena Mexico, or not not Arena Mexico, but the 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 AAA Triple Mania. He's the one. He's the one doing that. I Johnny Johnny TV. I just have no interest in no interest in at this at this juncture. And I was Miro, a big I was a big Morrison head back in the day. But let's move on. Let's move on. But Miro is above this fucking shit. Yeah. And, and simultaneously, they're trying to do Scorpio Sky's revival. If we can get rid of him and oh Miro, is, Miro is the project. Uh, I think he's probably shelved again because they advertised him for Rampage and apparently he got hurt warming up because they had to sub someone else into the Kip Sabia. Which that's the other thing as well. I mean, talk about Rampage. I mean, it's kind of like, we're, look, we're not into Scorpio Sky, fair enough, but they're giving him a, a, like a, a match against Kip Sabian. I'm like, what? In, like, my God. But anyway, so he, he I, 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 I haven't seen it reported one way or the other what, what his actual situation is, but he's, he's, he's hurt. Hopefully he's all right, but, but yeah. God. Um, Darby Allen come out for a fight. Oh, this was a nice little surprise. I would have been a, even more of a nice little surprise if he wasn't in a battle royal the previous week. But Minoru Suzuki come out as a little surprise for us on Collision. How about that? She's just hanging out in the States, I guess. He's just like, yeah. yeah. This is what I like is you don't have to announce everything on the show. And sometimes Dynamite and, and Collision, I feel like they over-promote the shows to the point where there's very little spontaneity. I think you can you can promote your your two or three matches maximum per show, and have some little surprises sprinkled in there just to let you know if you stay up and you tune in and you watch Collision. Sometimes there'll be a nice little surprise for you. 
and encourage people to watch it. Oh, fucking Minoru Suzuki's here for Dar- fight Darby Allen, and like the match was great. I, yeah, I don't like it, it. I don't like this guy. I find him quite boring. Minoru Suzuki, you don't like him. I, I know everyone seems, everyone seems to love him. I'm like, he's all right, but I just, I'm like. Ah, oh, that's shocked me to my it's like core. Japanese Victor Meldrew coming out. I don't care. Victor Meldrew. Which ever I don't like his little, he's got really little pants and little boots on. I'm like, he's he's a shooter. You, you watch yourself, he'll shoot on you. Yeah. You'll be you'll be walking around your house going, Oh, I'm here for a match night, and then that music will hit and he'll he knows uh, he knows where I live, so <laughs> <laughs> well, when right. the crowd popped and you, they didn't reveal who it was because you, you heard the crowd pop and I was like oh who is it oh, and it's right. like Minoru Suzuki okay yeah I've only seen him oh, like, boy, you're the only human to I've only that. seen him like 50 times this year fucking yeah. uh, get someone else in now I know how you two feel when I say stupid shit <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable um, that shocked me yeah but I, I, I agree with Paul's point as well about I mean especially like like you know I don't think I don't think there's they're, they're selling out if they announce them ahead of time it's just a, it's a nice pop for the people who are there um, so yeah that mm. was why not why not just do it as a surprise I think I think that's I think that's a, a clever way to go about it and the match is good I enjoyed it match is good then Christian was on the um the Titan Tron saying that, oh, you've got a lot going on with Swerve and AR Fox and me and that. Maybe hinting that maybe that's going to be Darby's direction for uh, for All In. That there'd be maybe some AR Fox slash Swerve action at All In and Christian slash Luchasaurus at All Out. Okay. Well, the, the Luchasaurus match is All Out. They've said that. Well, we know mm-hmm. that. So. I, that would be disappointing for me. Darby yeah. for, for All In. That's, that's a that's a dynamite that's a rampage match what if I mean, Darby they, has they, Sting as his partner against Swerve and AR uh, uh, gone from Sting Sting's retirement match or yeah well Sting has said Sting, he was Sting versus Goldberg you know Sting versus <laughs> okay. MJF no we got Sting versus AR Fox and Swerve Strickland <laughs> Come on! I would rather see that than Sting Goldberg. To be fair, but, I know, well, but you know, some kind of marquee you're, Sting. I think you're right. I think I think your your points stand. This is, ugh. yeah. I mean, I and like Darby and Swerve have tremendous chemistry and great matches together. I'm sure uh, Ar and and Darby would as well. But with the Swerve in particular, we are, we've seen that now. We have seen that a couple of times, mm. Um, mm. and it's always been good. I, I you know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it was on Dynamite this week. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, we we've we've long talked about our pi- our pillars of AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz mm-hmm. sing along to the music. Uh, <laughs> Jay Cargill saying Tony, good shit. Uh, I don't think it's quite one yet, but I'm definitely a fan, and I, I'm willing to have it as kind of a nomination. Is uh, Tony Storm calling women dumb, stupid cows? <laughs> Cow. <laughs> <laughs> good lord that was stupid, funny stupid girl I yeah, love it, it. I, I think it gives Tony some much needed character and kind of a, a little bit of funniness to go I think, I think Tony Storm is great ah, she's think, fantastic yeah. she has been great I, mean, I think this little run she's on I think is elevating her in my mind yeah. and just this this little promo package starts with her and, and Tony Storm or her and Sheeta Sheeta you Dumb, stupid cow. I love it. It's like some you'd hear on EastEnders in the Queen mm-hmm. Vic. You, you stupid cow. It's great. Love, love, love it. I like Nigel, then, Nigel repeating it. Nigel said it later on. Oh, great. Dumb, stupid cow, Ikaru Shida. 
<laughs> yeah, while he was doing the Excalibur line read. That was fucking great. <laughs> oh, I love Nigel. I like this commentary team, by the way. It's it's, it's far, far better than Kevin Kelly. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, Ian, Ian Riccoboni is, fan- is fantastic. Kevin Kelly needs to go the way of uh, old Wass's name from the, the, the first double on a thing. What's oh, Marvez. <laughs> Alex Marvez, yeah. I mean, yeah, Kenny's all right, but it's just like, even before Collision even happened, I was just like, most people, I think, I assume Riccoboni just likes Ring of Honor and he just wants to be on Ring of Honor because that's his, his elite. Yeah, spending time with his family over weekend. Yeah, things like that. But I mean, if he was open to it and I was, if I was Mr. Khan, I'd be getting that man on Saturday nights every fucking week. I mean, no, no question about it. Uh, I will him, say, I get him on dynamite. I mean, he, he, you know, yeah. I mean, that table's well, very cool, ex- that's Excalibur's domain. That's, that's, that's that's dynamite's mm-hmm. actually pretty good now. That in fact, in fact, Taz and Excalibur moved to Saturdays. Uh, yeah, the boys move across. That sounds good. Um, I will say though, Nigel, Nigel did say absconded at one point, which annoyed me. Ex- absconded up the ramp. I said, "That's fucking Vince McMahon talk. We don't have that over here." <laughs> He does have little things like that because I suppose it, yeah. it, I suppose his his the commentary phase of his career was exclusively WWE yeah. up until like two years ago or whatever. Yeah. So that that is where he learned it, you know. So yeah. I, he probably has a lot of uh, habits to shake. Uh, off, I would say. God damn it, pal! We don't say ran away up the ramp. We say <laughs> it. It's like fucking talk talk like a human. Uh, Samoa Joe gravity we touched on already. And then we have uh, CM Punker with the, with the red bag come out. Mm. Did anyone else before we get to the con the, the bag and the Starks thing? Did did anyone else think the beginning of this promo was probably him doing some uh uh shot taking that we'll read about in like a week's time? Explain talking about how he always makes his shots and he oh of course of course I, I was like I was like all right yeah. who who we'll, we'll, at some point we'll find out who he's referring to what happened that caused that to be said because yeah, well, it seemed so pointed. The Elite Rule on holiday this week, so I assume that's what it was. Oh, all, okay. they, they weren't on Dynamite, so I assume. Okay, I didn't even make that connection. Okay, yeah. Uh, he also had a, sh- a new shirt that had "I'm a Collision Guy" on the back. <laughs> the the branding is Collider. I know. I'm a Collider, and it's also it's also so the we're, we're like I know it's the Paul Heyman guy gimmick, but. but that's the thing. We're ten years past the "I'm a Blank Guy" yeah. thing. Like, oh yeah. my god, tragic. Oh. Um, it should it should be it's colliding time. That'd be ooh, good. I like that. <laughs> Go to collision. <laughs> um, he brought up Wembley as we touched on. Mm. That's funny. And he opened the bag and it had the 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 classic AW title in it. Mm-hmm. Although I'm kind of used to seeing the kind of Bur- Burberry one now, so the, the, seeing the old one again looked a bit weird. Mm. Uh. But it was nice to see it anyway. He spray painted a big uh, NWO on the front of it. This crowd, this crowd already didn't love him, and they really took that as a heel. Which I, I mean, it was basically. It's like it's 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 the bitter ex champion saying I'm the real champion, and then it's like defacing the title as well. Yeah. And 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 the X over the E, and we know what the E stands for. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a tenuous link, but people are making. Yeah, the E's in the middle, so it makes yeah. Sense. I mean, you, 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 it would be a really awful looking X if it was Just anywhere else. Over the A, yeah. Um, uh, what I mean, what do we? What do you? I mean, because we we talked about the prospects of of Punk versus MJF at Wembley, right? Mm. What if they're not doing that? And again, this is a 
very soft hypothetical brand split but you know there are people who are only on one show and what if this is just the collision title going forward and they're not actually unifying yeah. them, you know i i don't think there's any rush to really unify them in the yeah. sense of we've seen this happen before where, where punk came out with cena you know where, where there's suddenly two two champions on the brand and usually what'll happen is it, it there's immediately a unification match so I don't mind that we, again, take the road less traveled and do something else with it. And I, I like that MGF wasn't the one who came out to go, well, hang on, I'm the champion. Even though MGF was on the show, I'm that, the champion. That bothered me a bit. Cause well, no, but that's, it, what, that's what unusually happens. And so that's the expected. Yeah, but then it doesn't make sense. Why isn't MGF, is he not watching the show? You've got a guy there saying, you're a MGF, fake champion, I'm the real champion. And MGF's just like, he was probably, busy, probably playing forever, forever backstage. Eating <laughs> some Chinese food with Adam Khan, banging some yeah, women. He was bar. pished. But um, it, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind that we don't, I know we said it's potentially for Wembley, but I don't mind if we don't go straight to that. Just that we do something new, and I, I like when AEW doesn't do what we've seen ten times before. Yeah. Um, and then when it eventually happens, then I feel like it'll feel like a big deal. Yeah, you have MGF come out as a surprise, going, "Hang on, I've, I've, I've been, I've been letting this go for a while, but like, let, let let's finally talk about this." Mm-hmm. Um, and Ricky Starks then came out, and for the first time since he had that promo with MGF, he he looked like a bigger star than The Rock. Yeah, yeah, he felt like a new man, didn't he? He's oh, he, he did the be cool. He came out before his music and said, Cheer for me, like I'm Austin coming out. That was funny. And he, came, he went back and then his music played and he came out. He did the big old entrance. He was wearing a shirt that looked like a handbag. Yeah, um, that was good. Ridiculous sunglasses. Was, yeah, mad as sunglasses. And uh, and he had he had it this week. Sometimes Stark's promos. I don't know what it is if he sometimes just isn't isn't feeling it or if he's not sure of himself. But sometimes his promos can be a little bit flat. Yeah, this one he had he had the you know it was the Rock reincarnated this week. This was good. This this actually got me more interested in a Ricky Stark CM Punk match at All In. Before I was a bit I like was so hoping I was so hoping it was going to be at All In, and then they said I was like, said next week on Collision. I was like, no, don't do it next week in Collision, you idiots. Before I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Would that be a really big enough match? But actually now I'm like, oh yeah, give me it. Well, it's big, it's me big it. enough if, if they make you care about it. I, well, that's, exactly. That's what the size of it's big enough. Manipulate my emotions, please. Um, but they could do maybe they could do something next week. Uh, no finish that leads to a gimmick match at all in i'd be happy, pretty happy with that i think well yeah i mean i wonder what you do whether you do a stark a stark win holding ropes again while ricky I mean, misses I, I don't know steamboat in it feels like i mean i i you think I with really, steamboat coming in it'd have to be a fin- a proper finish that's it the has to be a finish in. and it i could, it could be punk going over and then facing mjf that's my more my assumption if i had to pick one outcome it would be he beats sucks and goes on to unify the title with MJF at Wembley, which is the place to do it. I know yeah. it would be good to wait, but they should have thought that earlier before they, you know, wait this after, fi- after finally getting him right back on track, it doesn't feel like the right time to beat Ricky, though. And I, you know, I, I don't see any other real result on the cards. I mean, like with 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 with. I feel like with dra- with, with Steamboat there, there ha- there's going to be an actual finish, and I. Can't. I don't see Ricky win. I don't see Ricky no. just beating Punk. Especially, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't see it in a normal match. I certainly don't see it 
Punk's first real world title defense. I mean, either yeah, either he wins or there'll be some some shenanigans. Yeah. Um, speaking of fucking the biggest stars in the world, the entrance of Bullet Club Gold. They they would have you believe that this was fucking the Attitude Era, and these were the yeah. biggest stars on the, mm. in the world. Now, well, what's what's the match starts? You know, I, I think they're still very good, but that entrance does does a lot of the heavy lifting for those guys to make the Gun Club feel important. And Juice Robinson, what a turnaround he's had from a oh, guy yeah. that we were like, they're signing him. He's got this fucking boring gimmick, and I feel like he's kind of changed gimmick, almost kind of a a half rock hard and a half flamboyant he's kind of brought back some elements of that yeah i think it works crazy man he's just like a better yeah i think it works better because of that um we we did have jay white in the form of a big (laughs) cardboard uh cut out standy uh and those guys yeah i'm really enjoying their presentation at the moment that entrance is absolutely killer as well um have them all do that have just just that have, have that be the bullet club gold entrance now yeah Guns, you guys had it, but that's just Bullet Club Gold now. Fucking great. Uh, as far as opponents go, Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and Hijo del Vikingo were kind of kind of geeks. I mean, they were geeked out for sure. I mean, they they were in the geek. I was shocked they had Vikingo in that role. I mean, Andretti and, and Martin, that's that's where they are now. I mean, that's and that's fair enough. I was shocked they had Vikingo in that role, especially since he just won the. He just beat Omega. Yeah. He just beat Omega, but they, I mean, they don't they don't care about that. No. Uh, well, I thought the match was actually good. I thought it was a good fun uh, match. You know, but that even though they were Jabrones, that's a good that's a good three man babyface team. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enjoyed enjoyed the whole thing. Enjoyed. I don't feel like they've done a good job of keeping Vikingo as a like star attraction though. No. Used, I think they've used him too much. And in spots that were don't feel like this, that feel kind of pointless. Um, Mercedes Martinez and Kiara Hogan. Uh, similar criticism here. This will be my one nitpick for Collision, I think. Similar uh, criticism here as the AR Fox thing, where. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Martinez wins, keeps the hold on. Statlander comes out. She drops Statlander with the tile. And, but that, that that should be the end. Is the end is Martinez stands tall with the belt. But then Willow came down as yeah, well. Yeah, too many, too many, too much stuff happening. Just and also, have, keep, like, keep I, I I guess this is setting up Martinez and and Statlander, which makes sense. That's fine. But again, like we're talking about the Air Fox thing, is can we get can can Martinez have like two matches on Collision where she just wins, mm. and then on the third week she's putting the boots to the baby face, and then Statlander comes out. It's like. And I, I, I mean that's 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 yeah, like the Air Fox thing, but it's also it's like the way they book a lot of the women's division. It's like they decided, okay, we'll, we're going to do a title match next week. Uh, this week, heat up Martinez, but then also do the angle with Statlander all in one segment. It's like you know, it's like glad you have five hours of television a week. What is the rush? What is the rush? Like you five hours. I think you could spare a little bit of time last week to have a, a, a Martinez squash to precede this match, but whatever. Mm. Also, like, like the, now this is nitpicking, I will say, but like the babyface comes down, babyface champion Statlander to save the day and immediately turns her back on, on the heel who was just doing a post-match like, like beat down and just like well yeah you're gonna get jumped i mean it's just that was a bit silly but whatever um yeah whatever and then obviously the the criticism that a lot of people have been making this week is generally about AEW that 
it's it's constant tournaments and battle royals. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of extends to stuff like this as well. It's not a tournament or a battle royal, but can someone just win, win a few matches, kind of get get boosted up the card, and then like like we used to have with the rankings. Yes. Bring the rankings back. Collision exclusive rankings. Let's fucking go. It's all the show is missing. <laughs> um yeah but I'm, I'm with you battle royals tournaments and a person getting a title match on a one week angle or build where they jump the, the champion after not being on television after not being on television yeah i mean like yeah i mean where i don't i don't has martinez been hurt or something i don't think so i think she's just she's just not been used you know i think it's it's yeah i don't know hopefully i mean that is uh generally speaking collision feels like a more fully realized vision of what i want AEW to be than dynamite but there's still there's still work there's still you know there's no, no no wrestling show is perfect you know what i mean so there's always there's always gonna be work to do but yeah that's uh, for we'll, sure we'll get to that and and and, and martinez which will probably be good for and then we had a great main event this is good this is very good and um, they're a bit, bit more serious they weren't they were no you know no dance off no shenanigans they were taking it seriously it was a great, 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 great match. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I felt, I felt like we got progression, even though we didn't have the turn here or the, mm. the angle here. They, the, the, the buildup of the thing so far is they, they got put together as a tag team in this tournament. They got the title shot. They didn't win the big one. And that has me wondering, okay, what's, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? boys? And uh, yeah, the little, the little hints, the little, the little glances and the little, Little moments, I think, is what we got. I was I was satisfied narratively mm. with what we got here, and the match mm. was really good as well. So this kind of ticked both boxes for me. Agreed. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you know, we can we can criticize FTR a lot, but I mean, they are great. Always good in the ring. They are always good in the ring, and. Um, and that was, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they need a manager to do the talking for. Them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, they, you know, because like you, you, you like advanced your little MJF Adam Cole story, but also like the story of this uh, of this match, not just those two. The story of this match was FDR was like, okay, we're not a thrown together tag team, and we're not comedy, and we're not doing dancing, and it's like. It, it, no matter how popular you are, we're the fucking best, and that's why we have the titles. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, even though the headline is MJF and Adam Cole, it did like legitimize FTR as well, as if they, they didn't need it, but like it, it, it you know, helped them, you know, because because at the end of the day, they won, and 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 they won pretty much straight up. Um, yeah, I I I am fascinated in in in, in how how this is going to go now, because I I definitely think you can milk the team for. An indefinite amount of time. I mean, forget you know Wembley. I mean, uh, they they this could just be a featured act for a while now. But also, as you guys were alluding to earlier, I think they could turn Adam Cole heel and have MJF be a face, which is a, a which would be a bizarre thing to say you know a year ago. Mm. But I think there's potential there, especially since if you want to do a big MJF Punk match, I think uh, Punk is obviously itching to turn heel. I think he, he desperately wants to be heel. Half the audience wants him to be a heel. Mm. So it's 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 bizarre to think about, but you could you could do it that way so i'm this is one of those storylines where i'm just, i'm along for the ride now and i'm i'm actually just content to see what happens next whatever it is you know that's 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 the sign of a great a great story is it despite my, my nitpicks about the comedy and stuff i i am into what comes next you know mm-hmm. there you go so that's your wrestling sure. for the week i 
did finish watching, as I mentioned last week, AW All Access. Watch oh, all of that. Oh, God, why? Ter- terrible. Uh, and I'm also now caught up with Dark Side of the Ring. How's that? It's okay. I mean, I I, I feel like they still, um, lately they've kind of segued more into character profiles than yes. individual events. And I think some, some of those are good, but some of them are the weaker the weaker episodes they've done. But this coming week is uh, Bash of the Beach 2000. I think that'll be a good one. Oh, that'll be good. Just be idiots good. working themselves into a shoot. And that's also one where it's really not like it's not really dark. <laughs> it's not dark side of the ring, um, but it is. Uh, but it'll it'll scratch a similar itch that that show tends to scratch, which is just the scandal, the bullshit of mm. the politics behind that curtain. Um, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's that's our our, our wrestling off. Um, that uh, Von Erich's movie is coming out at Christmas. By the way, I should maybe mention that at the um, the the top of the, yeah. the news segment there. So right. looking forward to that. Um, with the bear as Kerry Von, as Kerry Von Erich, which is a bear and 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 Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see that. Hopefully, we get a trailer soon. I'd imagine we would if it's coming out in December. Um, yeah. yeah, that's wrestling for the week. Uh, we will segue over to the uh, the movies this week. I have been to Le Cinema. Uh, in my in my uh, time away from this podcast, you guys talk. Did you guys do a, a a Barbie Oppenheimer minute last week? Yeah, we did. So you, we did. Have you both seen both? I haven't seen Barbie. Only I Oppenheimer. Have, I saw both opening day. Wow. Okay. Double, so I've double feature. I have only seen Barbie of those two. So I went oh. saw Barbie. I saw Barbie right on the Wednesday after it came out. Okay, so it had been out for almost a week because it opened on Friday or whatever. Hmm. I saw Barbie that day. We went to book the first showing that was on after we both finished work. Could not get two seats next to each other. It was a a handful of single seats sprinkled across the the cinema. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, we'll book the latest showing, which was like 20 to 9. Just about got two seats together. Um, We I anticipated there would be lots of queues and lots of madness at the cinema. So we arrived at the cinema. 40 minutes before the film started and we still did not get into the cinema in time for the actual start of the film now we missed wow. about 30 seconds but my point is it had started so mm. we 40 minutes plus the i mean it's a, it's the biggest film in the world so definitely 20 minutes of ads beforehand like definitely um cues absolutely out the wazoo people dressed up biggest groups i've ever seen i have only ever seen crowds like that in recent memory for the launch days of the avengers and I think I've talked on the podcast before, like the launch day for Venom, the first Venom film was was insane. It was queues out the door and all this stuff. Mm. And those were all launch days. I saw this a week after it came out and the queues were still out the door. Cinema sold out. Big, massive groups. Couldn't get in the door. People, I, I made it in basically for the start of the film. You know, I got in like before the credits. People were coming in as late as a half hour into the film. Now, first of all, I have to commend your dedication to your snacks. If you're doing that, if if it, if it had gotten five minutes past start time, I would have just given up and gone in because I want to really? actually watch the film. But yeah, uh, Barbie, absolutely insane. I went and saw uh, Mission Impossible yesterday, which I'll talk about later. Um, that was not a jam-packed theater, but uh, the cinema itself was still absolutely crazy. That was, a again, Saturday afternoon. So that was over a week at that stage uh, past release. Groups, people dressed up cowgirl hats all this other stuff going on in the cinema so barbie absolutely insane and 
I really enjoyed it. It's, yeah, uh, to, uh, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw that recommendation in, and now the box office is going to triple because I've said that. Um, Barbie is very very good. It's very very funny. Um, it's a weirdly good looking film, which I wasn't really anticipating uh, uh, for it. It's incredibly. It's incredibly odd looking in a good way. Like they obviously they have their Barbie world and their real world stuff in there. And I think I think they managed to um, uh, uh, do a very convincing fake world for Barbie. And then they shoot the real world in, in such a way that that it's um, uh, uh, not over the top in its its grit. But there's a tangible difference between the two. I really appreciated it. I was I, I was shocked at how much heart it had, which I know might sound uh, 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 stupid, but I, I thought it was a very. Um, I thought its outlook on things was quite um, uh, shockingly beautiful I, I, as a as a movie about life. If I could speak it in as preposterously uh, 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 um, uh, flowery terms possible about a film about a toy, um, but I, I won't get too into specifics of it because uh, obviously it's it's the hottest film going right now, and I'm sure people will want to go see it. But I I really liked it. I thought it was a you know. The best thing you can kind of say about it is that it, it despite the massive IP attached to it, it, it still felt like a Greta Gerwig film. Do you know what I mean? It did not feel like when you go and watch uh, fucking some, some fucking Oscar-winning A24 uh, freak make make uh, Blorco on Disney Plus and it just looks like Ant-Man. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, well, th- what was the point of even getting this person? Did they even do anything? This, this felt like a... a it was simultaneously super different from anything Gerwig has done before, but also still felt felt like one of her films, which is which is a, the best kind of uh, endorsement I can give it. Um, yeah, so uh, I hope you go see it soon, Paul, and I hope the cinema is like bearable for you. Um, I also saw Mission Impossible Seven Part One. Oh, uh, we all, we we finished our Mission Impossible watch along uh, uh, or rewatch. I will say uh, before we saw this, Fallout is still. I mean, Fallout is is chef's it kiss. Is, it is chef's kiss. I mean, that is that is perfect like action spy thriller cinema. It it, it does not get better. It's the the way it ramps up the action and the stakes and the threat and everything in that final act. Oh my god, so good! All the characters are great. What a cast! You got old Hank Cavill in there. He's great. Um, yeah, so love Fallout, Dead Reckoning Part One. I think it it couldn't quite follow it, um, which would have been even if all the stars aligned, it would have been impossible to do. But it is it is more of the same in a really great way. It's a it's it's more of what you've wanted from the Macquarie era Mission Impossible's. The stunts are spectacular. It looks great. Um, the character moments are there. It's funnier than any of the previous ones, I think. They they lean into action comedy a bit without being obnoxious about it. Um, uh, there's there's um, way more kind of physical comedy and, and things like that than in the previous ones. But it's it's really really great. It delivers all of that stuff. The only the only real criticism I have of it is I just didn't feel like the overall narrative was as compelling as Fallout, and in particular the antagonist wasn't as compelling. So they have a very timely, there's an AI that's learning everything and it's it's sentient and we have to try and stop it because basically every nation in the world wants to get their hands on it. And then they have sort of acting on the behalf of the AI, they kind of have a guy from Ethan Hunt's past that you, despite 700 films previously, you don't, you've never seen this person before or know anything about him. Yeah, they do the old Mercedes Martinez. Showed up yeah. They, they, they do the old, 
pluck a guy out of thin air, but tell you that he's ac- he's actually the greatest villain of all, and he has tons of history with Tom Cruise, and you're just like, all right, that's super lazy. They don't they don't earn it over the course of the film. And I also I don't know the actor's name. I thought the performance was like nothing. When you consider when you when you consider the 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 you know the the Lane character in the previous two films, Henry Cavill in Fallout. Um, the uh, Seymour Hoffman character in three, like there have been some good villains in in um, uh, Mission Impossible lately. This one, this one didn't didn't do it for me. Um, and obviously, being a part one, that he is carrying over to the next one. Um, so it wasn't terrible, but didn't couldn't couldn't fill those shoes for me. And that was that was my biggest criticism of the film. I think. Yeah, I I did mind him. I thought I did like his performance in it. But I like I, the, the, the setup to the character is super lame. Like it's super lame. It is super lame. And I, I, I guess, and I, I feel like they probably felt obligated to. So, so the, I mean, the AI is the thing. That is the thing of the film. And I guess they felt correctly that that they have to have a human person that he, Tom Cruise can punch in a fight to to have a uh, to to move the film along. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's greater than that. I mean, it, it is it is really really fantastic. I mean, and and these are these are films to see in the cinema um, for certain. So uh, yeah, I I just have Oppenheimer left on my definitely see it before it leaves the theaters list, and then I think I'll be avoiding the cinema for a year because um, <laughs> it's just rammed with people currently. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's what I watched. Um, oh, I, I watched the Silent Hill movie on Twitch during the week. It's not very good. Um, it has, if you want, if, if for historical purposes, if you if you want to watch it for any particular reason, someone in, I was watching it on Twitch, and someone in my chat said basically the director originally planned for it to uh, for only women to have dialogue in the film because the protagonist is a woman. She goes into Silent Hill. She deals with all the Silent Hill bullshit, all the psychological horror, and all the other characters she interacts with are, are women. And the studio is like, no, 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 no. What you're going to do is you're going to get the beanster, Al Sean Bean, and you're going to have him be a character in the film, and you're going to make him important, and he's going to have loads of dialogue because he's Sean Bean, and we're not you're, you're not doing your little artsy fartsy. Only the women have lines thing, and so if you want to watch this film, try and see if there's any scene where Sean Bean does anything of consequence in the film because he's <laughs> literally his wife is off in a metaphysical horror dreamscape land called Silent Hill, and he's like going up to garages, going I'm looking for my wife. Have you seen this? And, and, and in normal world, and the normal world guys, like I haven't seen this lady. And then he goes to the cops, and they say, "You, you drop it, Sean Bean. You leave this alone." And it's like it has nothing. <laughs> it, like it has nothing to do with of any consequence to the actual plot. And it's it is perhaps the most obvious we were made to put these scenes in film ever. It's it's so because it, it contributes absolutely nothing at all to the story. Film overall is not great. It's a video game movie, you know. But um, uh, I, there's a couple of interesting ideas in there, but not enough to to justify a watch. Um, yeah, that's that's what I watched this week. What about you, boys? Uh, two films for me, both uh, at home. Uh, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah. Uh, Oscar nominated 2020, the one year I didn't watch any of the Oscar movies, and I watched uh, the 38 Godzilla movies instead. <laughs> uh, so I felt like I should go back and, and, and give it a look, um, since I had on DVD. Uh, this was the DVD that I noticed that I had the problem with the Xbox, so it took me 30 minutes from the time I started the movie to the time I actually restarted the movie and was able to watch it properly on the PS4. Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, I like the two lead performances, the Get Out Boys, mm-hmm. 
Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya obviously won the Oscar for it as well. Yeah. And you know what? It's just refreshing from time to time to watch a movie that isn't some bollocks from the point of view of an old white fella. <laughs> to be honest. Um, just refreshing. Just, just, just to, you know, experience other kinds of experiences in life styles mm. and you know, see what life is like outside of your own bubble of comfort. You know? Go see Bobby. I, I will. If they're really stop selling now, I can go get a ticket. But uh, yeah, Judas and Black Messiah, it, it is, it is a very biblical story. It's obviously based on, on, on the real events uh, concerning um, Frank Hampton. I want to say what's his name. The leader yes. of the Black Panthers, Black Panthers in the, uh, the uh, the sixties and seventies, um, and yeah, it's it's, it's a fairly uh, tense um, little uh, little biopic. And it actually doesn't feel much like a biopic. It feels just more like a yeah a straightforward drama movie, I guess you would say. It's, it's it's not really a thriller in the classic sense, but there's some there's some you know really good performances in there, and it's it's a compelling story. Um, I would say the performances are probably the strength of it. I mean, it's a nice looking movie, but it's it's nothing out of the ordinary, I guess, but it was, it, it's very, very good. It's definitely worth a watch. And it, it, like I say, educate yourself on, on some, uh, some uh, American history. Hmm. Very, very good movie. Um, although at the very, very end of the movie, I'm sure this is a talking point that's come up before. It says Frank Hampton at the time of this movie was 21 years old. You say, Oh, I'm not sure. Kaluuya is full enough. 21. necessary here. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit old looking, but but uh, no, very very good, very very enjoyable. And then today on uh, Prime Video, I watched for the first time Beetlejuice. Ooh. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Tim Burton's uh, pre Batman eighty nine horror comedy, yeah. horror fantasy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, I love the. I loved how creative it is. And I know Tim Burton's style became kind of, people got tired of it very quickly. But when you revisit these early ones, they're just so creative and so fresh. And uh, I loved it. And um, Michael Keaton gives a real pre-Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey performance and better than Jim Carrey did it. He's, He's almost like half Jim Carrey and half... Um, Robin Williams, shades of both, and his his performance is, is really outstanding. I really really thought he was great in it. Um, it's only like eighty five minutes long. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 really efficient when it's time, and it's 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 really fun. Uh, it has kind of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of vibes to it, where it's it, it kind of it goes into the the bureaucracy of being a ghost <laughs> and all of that stuff, which I really enjoyed as well. Yeah, really really enjoyed it. Only you know, it turns out that one of the actors in it was uh, was a, a convicted sex offender. But apart from that, oh dear! Apart yeah. from that, and, and they're going to be making a, a sequel, which I'm going to very much look forward to seeing. Uh, he's not going to be in it, obviously. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed Beetlejuice. Big, big, big thumbs up on that. But that that might be obvious, to people. I'm obviously very late to the uh, the Beetlejuice bandwagon. Yeah. Cool. You. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen any films this week. Or, no films, usual. Or if I have, I forgot them. So, <laughs> never mind. 
Well, what about telly? Have you been watching any telly? Well, I've, I've been watching some telly. Cool. I've been watching some telly for the last seven months, every okay. lunchtime. Every lunchtime, Michelle and I spend an hour watching two episodes of Frasier. Oh, yes. The hit sitcom. Uh, we finally finished it uh, this week, and it was an emotional affair. We were we were both um, welling up a little bit. There were some tears shed, oh, finally, yeah. coming to the end of this journey. First time I've ever watched the whole thing kind of end to end. I've probably seen nearly all of them from back in the day or repeats on Channel 4, but, yeah, watching the whole thing through. It is a fantastic show. Yeah. Like, anyone that doesn't like Frasier, I'm sorry, but get the out of my face because you are you do not know comedy because it is so funny and it and it maintains the quality there's a slight dip in the kind of last few seasons but it doesn't last they pick it back up and they really they really kind of carry it home and the last season particularly is is fantastic in they start from the beginning kind of building towards the end of of the Mm. show you know it's not a lot it's not a kind of tony khan you know a couple of weeks you know start start booking the finale like they they really lay the groundwork from the beginning of that season and there's some absolute classic moments in that i i yeah the, the chemistry between the characters and those characters is is fantastic um just so hard to replicate um but it was brilliant um, and it also has my favourite uh, portrayal on American television of British people. <laughs> yes, because they're usually you see British people on American TV. They're all sorts Americans. My Mister Snooty man. But all the all the British people in this are just awful chav drunkards, <laughs> morons, and it's it's perfect because it's so much more accurate. It's like yes, this is what most of the people are like. So. I, I really enjoyed that. And Kelsey, For, Kelsey Grammer is, oh, just, is the king. He is so good. Just a look, just a little eyebrow. And it's, oh, such a... Love it. For for people like Paul who haven't seen it, the 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 way the British family in in Fraser are portrayed, it's like that PBS show Homer and Bart are watching in that one <laughs> of um of the Simpsons. Uh, Shut your mouth, whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's it is exactly that. It is so it is so fucking funny. Yeah, we're we're halfway through our second rewatch because oh. it like. Yeah. It became like an instant favorite of Brona's after I made her watch it the first mm. time. So we're we're halfway through the. Uh, it's yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, it is so so funny, and yeah, uh, Kelsey Grammer and 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 David Hyde Pierce as well. I mean, I was watching it yeah. and I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I think he, I think he just by choice he kind of opted to go into like theater and stuff and not mm. and not Niles forever. But I was watching, it, I was like, how how is this guy not like the most celebrated sitcom actor ever? We just we just watched there during the week. The phenomenal one of my favorite ever episodes where they uh Martin Fraser and Niles are on three separate Valentine's uh nights out, mm. and Niles has the apartment, and it's pure like fucking Three Stooges, Buster Keaton, fucking old school comedy because Niles' segment there's like no dialogue in it. And he's like, the, the the premise of the scene is basically that Fraser gives him his uh, Fraser's fancy apartment so that he can host a Valentine's uh, uh, night, mm. and it's uh it's it goes from oh I've got a little stain on my pants, better take them oh, off yeah. and, and and iron them. Oh wait, no, uh, let me go check on the cooking. Oh wait, oh what's that? I left the iron unattended. Oh, I better go oh, check on the yeah. and it just it escalates and it's just so insane and it's because there's no dialogue in it so it's just his comedy physical acting mm. for his segment and oh my god is it so so good so so good 
Um, oh, that's the thing about Frasier as well. It's very clever in a lot of ways, but there's so many episodes. It's so old school in so many ways. They love going back to the the, the classics, the classics. Any any time where they go on a vacation to any kind of cabin or any kind of place away from home, oh, you know it's about to kick off. You know people are going to be knocking on the wrong doors and they're going to be misinterpreting situations. It's gonna it's gonna, it's farcical. If it's you ask me. it's God. It's good. God. It's oh, great. But yeah, God, no. cheers, cheers to Fraser. A glass best. of sherry in the air. Sherry, um, I yeah, absolutely fantastic. So we're moving on. Next up, we are going to watch. We've we've cancelled Paramount Plus because that fucking network drives me up the wall and never works properly. Oh really? So through this whole rewind of Frasier, we have never been able to pick up from where we've left off. It doesn't put it oh, in I, your I, yeah. most recently watched thing, continue thing. Every single time you have to go into Frasier, scroll through seven seasons, scroll through 11 episodes and yeah. select and remember which one we watched last. And select it. Yeah. Oh my God, it's unbearable. And it yeah, it's doesn't work half the time. So that's gone. And we've subscribed to uh, Channel 4 Plus or OD. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever the fuck price, it's it is. It's like three ninety nine a month. I paid for the year because it was like thirty five quid for the year, and I was like, yeah. "Fuck it, might as well." And then we can watch that. So next up, we're watching. Uh, we've started watching the show called Greek. I don't know if you guys remember that mm. one. It was set in a in a fraternity, but the early two thousands. But our next sitcom is going to be Spin City with Mr. Michael Ooh. J. Fox. So we well, should see how that holds up. Yes, which is so, what I enjoyed. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Lawrence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three scrubs. So that's another one. Another one that's got like 200 episodes. So yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the rest of the year. Spin City. Excellent. Yeah, Ooh. I finished season three of Nathan For You. Slowly making my way through that. Nearly done. Um, only one left, although yeah. I, I see that season four opens with a 40-minute one and finishes with a feature-length episode. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. apparently are great, but that feels very long to me. For like, uh, it, it, It's worth it. It is, it is worth it. Yeah, for for a show that sometimes has is like ten minutes, two ten minute episodes to suddenly mm. be like well, ninety minute episodes seems long. Uh, I like the hero episode a lot mm. with the tightrope walking. It's very yes. good. I do feel like season three more so than the previous seasons is is kind of the the format becomes here's our business, and then the rest of the episode is nothing to do with the business. Yes, yeah, and then we go back to the business at the end to go our our plan didn't work. So there's the one with the um, nail salon, mm. and then they do the the valet parking, so that like people don't get their, their nails all ruined when they're getting their car keys. Mm. And then it becomes about oh well, these people think that the uh, the Asian women are bad drivers, and so he gets a professional, you know. And the whole episode is about prejudice of Asian drivers, nothing to do with the nail salon, which is the whole yeah. point in the first place. Gets kind of meta like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, I'll take a little break now before I hit season four, and yeah, I, I do need to go back to Mad Men and other shows, but it's still in my uh, rotation. Um, and then I'll, I'll finish season four, and then I'll watch the rehearsal as well, and kind of get up to date with the Nathan. Yeah, it's 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 funny because yeah, season three and it's when first for a show that only had four seasons and not that many episodes. Nathan Few. He, they wasted no time in kind of like, okay, we're moving beyond the original core premise of the show, getting a little bit meta, getting kind of weird. And even though it's, it is completely separate, like the rehearsal definitely, they definitely feel like connected and the progression that will climax at the end of season four 
that continues with with the rehearsal. If I will say nothing else about the rehearsal, is it continues the trend of completely extracting from the original idea what you thought you were watching onto something else entirely. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Cool. And that's the TV. Yeah, uh, we haven't finished it yet, but I was just watching the Bear, the most recent season of the Bear. Um, before I mean, that is that is some phenomenal TV. I mean, that is just. I do need to is, get to that. That is season two. Where we're going to get a couple of episodes left, but oh, 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 it's just, it's just, it's got that that quality to it where it's just every mm-hmm. single, every bit of it. You're just like, oh, oh, like we just watched uh, episode seven there. We'll get into particulars, but I was like, this is just. This is just quality TV, and they're doing the they're they're, they're doing it's not a strictly enforced format, but season two has done this thing where most of the episodes feel like they are mostly individual character focused things. Not all of them, but you can kind of tell a couple of minutes in the episode. Okay, this is a this person episode, and it's great, and it's just so so good. Um, yeah, top notch stuff, top notch stuff. Um. Yeah, that's the TV for the week. Uh, what about video games? Paul, have you played any video games? Yeah, I'm almost finished Luigi's Mansion 3. That's the R- 3DS one. No, on the, on the, on Switch. the Switch. Sorry, yes. 2 is on 3DS. Uh, I'm pretty much right at the end of it. I think I've got two levels left out of 17. Okay. It's okay. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's creative in a way that's very fun, but also the controls are not good. Um, which which is kind of the the compromise you have to make to play it. I wish the controls were a little tighter, then it would make for a much better game. But yeah. that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's like ten hours long, so it's not a super big commitment either. It's fine. Uh, and I'm playing Halo. I finished Halo uh, co-op, and we're playing Halo Two now, also in co-op, and that's a fun that's a fun time. It's definitely much easier in co-op than it is in single player. It's fun. Um, And the only other news for me is is obviously Nintendo in the week added to their Game Boy back catalog. Oh, baby, two new Zelda games. Two of them I've never finished. So finally the opportunity is yeah, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages with rewind functionality, baby. So probably once I finish Luigi's Mansion, They'll be next. Go straight into them. Get ready for Starfield. Get. I think that they're between the two of them. It'll be about forty hours because that these Game Boy games were obviously released at the heyday of like Pokemon, Gold and Silver, and stuff like that. Like the, the pairing of games. But interestingly, they're two completely different games. It's not like Red yeah. and Blue or Gold and yeah. Silver, where it's the same game with slight differences. No, these are two games, and apparently. The way it works is you finish one, you get a password at the end, and then the other game acts as a sequel to the one that you've just played. That's cool. I don't know if it's just like a little cutscene or whatever. But that's an interesting way to do it. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I did start one of them um, before and, and didn't get very far into it. But on Switch with like the rewind stuff and the quality of life brooms like that, I'm, I'm really going to dig my teeth into them. I'm really looking forward to playing. Uh, but that's what I've been playing. And then my Xbox. Fucking... Rest in peace, or hopefully not. Grief. Well, it still works. Hopefully, it can be resurrected. It still works. It's just there's a slight audio lag. Ah, yeah, but you're not going to play it with that, you know. Well, no. When you're playing, it's actually fine. It's Mm. it's it's the uh, like cutscenes that really suffer. But if I if I if I'm playing a single player, I'll play with headphones. That's not a problem. But playing co-op, you can't really do that, and that's where it's a pain. I digress. Uh. 
Yeah, I'm kind of trying to squeeze a lot of stuff in before Starfield, as you mentioned there. Uh, still playing Dredge and Star Wars and Dead Island 2, which I'm enjoying. Uh, new game this week. Uh, I'm playing a game called Dave the Diver, which mm, is... I've heard about this. It's very cool. So it's kind of similar to Cult of the Lamb from last year. It's two games kind of wedged into one. So basically it's a 2D deep sea diving game uh, where it almost plays a little bit like uh, uh, the water levels in Donkey Kong Country where you've got full range of movement as you go underwater. Nice. You've got a harpoon gun and a knife and you're basically going down you're trying to catch all the fish and uh, dive for treasure and so on and so forth. And you have a limited amount of oxygen and also when you start out the game your suit can only go to certain depths before you, you die of pressure or whatever. So mm-hmm. when you go back up with your fish uh, uh, that you've caught in your little your run, uh, that's a day cycle. And then when you get to night, you have a restaurant management game where you serve the fish in your sushi restaurant. And so that's a little bit run around, take the orders, go over, do a quick time event to, to make some wasabi and bring the dish over, do a quick time event to wash the dishes and so on and so forth. And so uh, those are the two halves of the game. And the kind of the meta game tying it all together is it's basically like a roguelike. Uh, so every time you do the diving portion into the water, the level can shift around somewhat. It's not massively different. I've seen a lot of the same things repeating, but you get a unique, you know, unique flocks of fish going by, uh, unique drops and things like that. And um, you can pick up weapons that you can use in that particular run, but then they're gone when you get back to the surface. It's one of those games. And so uh, as you, uh, you know, you try and catch tougher fish because they taste better to serve at the restaurant which makes you more money which you can then spend on a better diving suit to go further down a better gun a better so on and so forth that's the loop it's really good i think both of the both of the individual elements work really well the exploration stuff is fun the restaurants i almost wish the restaurant stuff lasted longer because that lasts you you might you'll do about 20 minutes of diving and then like the restaurant sequence is like five minutes and i almost wish there was more of that but it's um uh, it's really cool. Uh, despite seeing seeming really basic on the surface, there's a ton of stuff you can do. You can hire staff for the restaurant. You can get all different types of weapons. You can get like a net gun to catch fish alive. There's there is a story to it. You're trying to you're along the way. You're discovering underground, underwater civilizations and stuff like that. It's cool. So I'm about five five hours into that. It's really really good. I'm playing that on PC. I think it's also out on Switch. Um, uh, it's very good, uh, um, and it's got, it's got a real sense of charm to it with, with its presentation. Uh, the other thing I am playing, uh, sorry, two other things here. I'll mention, I'll mention the rubbish thing first. I'm playing uh, Exo Primal, uh, which is on the new Xboxes, the old Xboxes, PS4 and PS5 and PC. If you own anything other than an Xbox, please do not spend money on this. It is so, it's like a <laughs> 60, 70 quid game. It is so not worth it. I have had a couple of hours of mildly amusing fun with it because it is on Game Pass. Uh, this is the um, multiplayer shooter thing where the dinosaurs drop out of the sky and you have to kill okay. wave, waves upon waves of dinosaurs. Um, and so basically, I didn't, I did not realize this until I booted it up to play it. They did not communicate this super well in the marketing. I don't think it's it's two teams of human players. It's it's only multiplayer. There's no single player. And you're competing to see who can kill the most dinosaurs or complete the objectives fastest. So it's not just you and your buddies shooting a bunch of dinosaurs. There is a, a meta game on it. It's okay. It is okay. It's kind of Overwatch-ish where you pick different characters. Here's my big shield guy. This is a healer. <laughs> this is a... And I'm like, you know, they all... They, 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 they play different enough. It's fine. Um, it's incredibly basic. I think there's like... I don't want to speculate on how many different maps there are. It all looks the exact same. Like it's, 
you follow you follow a marker to your different objectives, which are usually just kill all the dinosaurs here, and you are you're locking in like a straight line. And then you, you get into a big field. They, they literally fall out of the sky, all the dinosaurs, and the objective says kill all the dinosaurs. You kill all the dinosaurs, you do that a couple of times, and it's who can get it done the fastest. It's very basic. So if if you want a mindless, emphasis on mindless shooter of that style, poppy down on the old Game Pass. Do not spend a penny on this in on any other <laughs> ecosystem. It's not worth it. Uh, what you could spend a penny on that I would recommend is Pizza Tower which is on PC and I believe also Switch. I think that might be on everything, actually. I'm not, I'm not certain. Pizza Tower is a like a spiritual successor fan uh, tribute game to basically Wario Land, the old uh, Game Boy Wario games. It's a side-scrolling platformer where your main attack is like a charge or a fast run. And um, uh, that's the main hook of it. The other main hook is that it looks like, it looks like a 1990s... Nickelodeon cartoon, but done in Microsoft Paint. Uh, it is. It's got an extremely chaotic, weird look to it. Uh, it like the the promotional images look cool, but in motion, it's it's hard to even do justice to how it actually looks in motion because it looks really bizarre. Uh, very, very Nickelodeon. Uh, it's really great. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, Wario Land is the main inspiration. It, it does also have elements of like Sonic to it because you can build up a lot of momentum and just be like whizzing through the level and getting ping ponged around by objects. Uh, great if you if you want a, a moderny twist on an old school two D platformer, Pizza Tower is great. And the sense of humor is there. The style is really cool. Um, yeah, and that's like that's like twenty quid or something like that. I think I got it on sale for fifteen. So All Pizza right. Tower, thumbs up. Uh, Dave the Diver, thumbs up uh, uh, on both of those. Recommended. Um, yeah. And that's the games for me uh, this week. Uh, do we have some music? Yeah, before my car broke, I was listening to some of my CDs <laughs> in the car. Uh, Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Ooh, baby, Ooh. still tremendous. Ooh. Still every near a near-perfect album. I, I, I was surprised to hear that Hey Now, which I think might be the worst track, is like nearly six minutes long. Uh, a little bit too long mm. but uh, that album's still absolutely tremendous and then also CKY Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild also rocking a great listen so I've just been driving around bopping to a couple of CDs uh, and then I won't be doing that for a little while until I get my car fixed Joe, what about yourself? Uh, my album of the week was Alchemy by Disclosure uh, so Disclosure are a kind of electronic duo, house music you could garage music um, I've listened to a lot of their stuff before. It's kind of regular in my my dance, you know, electronic music playlists. Uh, the album was was good, easy to listen to, but I would say nothing really stood out to me. There were no kind of real big bangers. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I have to replay that one. It kind of just flowed through. It was was nice to sort of have on while I worked, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing stand out to recommend. But uh, it was good. It was a, Is it was a, new, a new album? Or? That was a new. That was a new release uh, this week or last week. Oh, okay, yeah, so that's where. I still need to listen to that new Blur album that just came out. Ah, yes. Uh, I I wasn't crazy about the singles, but uh, give it a go. Yeah, I've never been a big Blur fan, so I skipped. I like like a few of their singles. I haven't been crazy. They've got some some decent singles, yeah. Like the one where he says woohoo in it. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's good, yeah. Yeah. I was always more of an Oasis guy. Park life. Oh, yeah. Well, what story more in glory? Oh. Anyway. I, I prefer it to definitely maybe I know there's a lot of definitely maybe uh, people will, will, will mm. swear by that I've always liked what's story more and glory a bit, a bit more 
All right, that's it. So, all right, that's the show. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully, next week when we're back, we'll have some all-in matches to talk about. Um, uh, if not, we will have all the usual fun and games. Your 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 dynamite chat, your collision chat, your your games, your movies, your TV, all the other stuff. Uh, so yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Chairshotpodcast.com if you want to pop us an email, unless you are like a sentient AI. Um, like you want, to, if you are a sentient AI, send us a better all-in card if you want. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think you can do a bit better than Malachi Black and leave that AI. Tom Cruise chap alone. Yeah, and also, so, yeah, focus your energy on something productive, like like playing EWR or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like let's uh, let's 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 grow up a bit. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will be back next week. Until then, it is goodbye from me, Barry. It is goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Paul. And goodbye. Goodbye.